When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's other guys I'd rather call me baby. I'll be the one that you lay with. Be your favorite song. So a whole bag is essentially like uh, and this is the thing. I don't know if it's if you have a, an appointment like this is a bag because like this girl she left a pair of panties in my house and I was wondering like how do you leave panties right? Girls are girls are saying online you know like we carry an extra pair and I was like yeah, that makes sense I guess. That's like you a know, hood man's white wet, tee. You get you get a little moist down there, or whatever you know. After the sex, you want something fresh to put on, not like you know that little dried up. You know, sometimes you take up your girlfriend shit. Uh, you okay. see a little dried up mm-hmm, cum mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. A little stiff. Yeah, it gets hard in the middle. Yeah, yeah. it'd be hard. It's kind of almost similar to like if a dude was to nut in his pants. Nut in his pants. And yeah, just, exactly. It would dry up. It would yeah. dry up. Yeah. So. So so you saying when they leave it? When they leave it, it's like they always have another pair. That they brought. And are they leaving it purposely or because they have No, a pair? it could be an accident. Mm-hmm. It was probably an accident, but I'm just saying. When they like, marketing territory. That's a horrible way to mark territory. I'm going to leave my soil. I'm going to leave my soil draws. Just <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to notice that. <laughs> There's a stench in my room. A certain aroma. A at, musk, at, if you will. At any point in time, you think of me. Just smell. Just, just smell it. Nah, nah. Um. What's it called? We went over that last week. They do smell. Women, they be lying. They do smell. So hold on. Now, here's the thing. If do you do you keep them and mm-hmm. wash them so when they come back, you be like, here, I got them. For, that's I, king I put moves these right two, there. Uh, I wash these for you. That's king moves right? right there. Have you ever done that before? I've never done that before. Here's a funny little story. I have a drawer right behind you <laughs> filled with a bunch of paraphernalia that's been left here. Okay. Over the, over <laughs> the past year oh, fuck. I'm leaning against it. No. <laughs> I'm back. No, no, it's in the drawer. You're good. But here, so one time, so I had a pair of 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 thongs <laughs> from a home from a home girl that left it uh, after a, a home girl night. or she 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 was a home girl, but we used to do the damn thing. She a home girl that a home girl a home girl with benefits. I'm I'm a virgin, bro. I'm but my, my mind you, this is a long time ago, and then when I. I had for, I put it in an area where I was just like, all right, when she comes, I'll just give it back to her. Yeah. We'd stop talking. I started dating another chick, and I forgot about them. Ooh. And they had fallen one day when I was just like cleaning some shit. They just fell out. And she's like, what the fuck what are the these? What the fuck are these? I was just like, oh, hey, Baby, check man. the stain in the middle. I, I can understand how this looks. Baby, check just, the stain in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Probably got a phone guy on it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but like just know this shit is like three years old not even maybe two years old but like i forgot that it was even there and you kept it i didn't keep it for, oh man i kept it because right <laughs> same shit i was like yep. ah, i only kept it because i thought i was gonna see her again and i'd give her back and oh so she talking. was important to you well 
every woman in my life is important to oh, me. Oh, so until I just they, I'm just on the same level as every bitch in your life. Until okay. they don't, until they stop becoming important <laughs> to me. Don't kill me. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, no, no I've, I've never been. Up. I've actually my, my girl found um, socks, and I didn't even know how to explain it because I'm like I don't even know who left them here when. <laughs> like there was no point of reference, so I couldn't be like, yeah, oh that's. That's so and so from oh six. Like whose size five <laughs> socks is these? You are third. You're an eleven. The, the worst. The worst way for a woman to mark territory is panties or just clothing at, at all. Like no, that's the worst way. No, the worst way for a woman to mark her territory is pissing on your floor. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> or shitting actually. If you're not no. a dog, then yeah, that's just horrible. But um. <coughs> Nah, best way for girls to mark their territory is leave leave your makeup on the pillow. Leave an eyelash. If you take your eyelashes out, leave your eyelashes somewhere inconspicuous. What about the <laughs> scent? Leave leave the scent? No, no. Like, you the know scent goes will, away. You no know girls will like spray their the scent on your pillow. It's going away. That's not, I'm that's not staying. Well, just like a actually a smear of makeup will go away once Another you girl would it. have to come through like hours, within hours. But once a chick puts makeup on my pillow, I'm like, I have OCD. I'm washing that shit right away. Yeah, but I mean, if you do it and then p- turn the pillow over, like, niggas don't be knowing sometimes. Nigg- well, actually, no, niggas usually have two pillows, so. <laughs> yeah, and, and if I, like. How many pillows you got? I got four. You got four? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm vibing. I got me, I got four and a body pillow. Man, I, I, I was thinking about it one day when I was walking through winters. And I'm like, man, I sleep every night. I need to invest in my sleep. Yep. And I bought Very my important. ass some of the most plush, high-end pillows mm. that I've ever bought in my life. So These did I. Ralph Lauren pillows, bro. My Shout neck is feeling wonderful. Andy for my mattress and uh, Ooh, pillows. Oh, oh right here. Comfort, yes. Put your Ooh. elbow in it, sir. Yep. Jeez, that's not memory foam. Not that's, memory foam. That's not memory foam? Nope, I knew you were about to say that. But if not it, memory it foam. feel like memory foam. It's cause. Andy. It's Andy phone. This podcast is brought to you by Andy. They gave me a bed and shout two pillows. To, yo, Andy, set me up. Yo, shout, shout out to Andy, son. Yo, Andy, hook me up, man. You guys want to hit up Andy's, go to 144th in Lennox. <laughs> 144th in Lennox. <laughs> Yo, he gonna hook you up with Word one mattress, bubble, two mattress, whichever mattresses you want. You want bottom, you want top, he gonna hook you up, B. You, you can get with this or you can get with that, you feel me? You know what I'm saying single, double, twin, queen, king, all that. All that, except for the, I don't think they got doubles, but. No doubles. All that in Trinidad, B. Um, but yeah, no, hair, no is, nice. hair is easily the, the top, like, yo, I've been here. Especially if your hair is like an elaborate color, you're winning. Oh, there's another one. I have a fucking wig. That like I play around with for videos or when I'm just messing around for Halloween. I've kept for the longest time. I thought you were about to say a girl left her wig at your house. No, I was no, about no. to say that's fucking levels, bro. And then you <laughs> fucked the ticket into her cornrows like straight backs. <laughs> she had to let the straight backs out. Right. I've never had sex with a girl and she's like, "Yo, hold on, give me a second, give me a second. Just fucking take that, take shit that out. Right <laughs> oh, so uh, now let's do Thank this. You. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Have you ever pulled one off? Um, no. I'm very cognizant of when that's on, and I treat it like a helmet. I just, mm. it's protective. I'm not going to yeah. affect it at all. You know, I'm not going to shift it. Because I tend to be kind of rough, so it's just like, 
know that's like if you had the nicest waves and she was like, oh, just, you know, God, like run her bro, hands bro, through your head wearing, like the opposite direction. I'm gonna start wearing a do rag as my protective helmet. Hell yeah! For what I'm getting, I mean, some pussy. Because my goodness, <laughs> white girls especially, they don't know which way to go. Mm. So yeah. it's like, and don't think black girl, oh, yeah, why you, you, get, you get just have a black queen? Nah, y'all don't know shit neither. <laughs> Especially when you guys are getting your pom pom yam out. It's like, <laughs> what is direction? <laughs> Imagine you were making love to a woman and she was brushing your hair for it oh, as you, as with every pump. That should be a part of porn. <laughs> like I should be able to, That's to, to search porn. on porn. Wave porn, wave, where it's like you just respecting a nigga in his waves <laughs> and he nuts to it. <laughs> Oh my god! He's brushing it right. Throw some coconut oil on top of his head. Starts like spreading it evenly. <laughs> He's just like, oh, oh. Uh, put your face on here. Put your still nuts in her face. She's just like yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh. She's just brush. brushing the top of his head. Uh, uh, you like that? Uh. Two hands, baby. Two hands. <laughs> oh man! Have you ever uh, lit a girl's hair on fire while you were fucking her? No. What the fuck? <laughs> I have. Was it Michael Jackson? <laughs> no, I, I, that's the first thing I thought. Oh, my God. Pepsi commercial, 1985, Michael Jackson. Holy I'm shit. Doing it. I'm doing it. This is happening. I've told you the story before, haven't you I? Have. You have. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's. I felt bad. I felt terrible. Oh, well, yeah. But hey, I was at my fault. It's in the act of love. It's like, you, you know, know, what are you going to do? That was, the, that was sheer lust. How's the sex been lately? Hmm been dry dry yeah it's a dry season had a dry spell dry spell yeah purposely matter of circumstance std you're waiting for it to get removed what's mm. what's what are we what are we working with here uh I'd, I'd say a mix of circumstance and uh just not finding the time true really true. like i've never thing. i've never thought that i would come to a point where i wouldn't have the time mm. or the I guess I, the effort. And people, I want to put in effort every time, and if I don't feel I'm going to give the hundred exactly. percent effort, why am I going to call you over? Right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing I wanted to get at. Like people think, you know, <clears throat> if you don't want to, like someone say you have a friend with benefit or whatever, like, and you, you're just saying, oh, I don't have time, yada yada. Like people are like, oh, you're home, you're not out twenty four hours of the day, yada yada. But it's like, sex with someone, especially at our age, it's like. It's not just like you can't just call them over and bam bam and they they cut out the door like yeah 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 you gotta kind of you honestly there's so many times where men have to do things where women this is the weird part and I'm realizing it as I speak <coughs> women want to embrace this whole life whole activities whore whatever right yet you can't treat them that way you must treat them with res- like I don't want to say with respect because. It's just different, a cor- but you have cordial, to. You have to cordially. No, but I mean, like, you have to do something extra to show that they're not a hoe, even though they want to embrace hoeness. Do you get what I'm saying? For example, asking a girl to come over like without being a hoe. Act, asking a girl to come over. You guys have sex, and you're like, ah, oh, all right, yo, I'm gonna get shower. I gotta get out of here, right? You can't necessarily do that because why? Now they feel used. Which is makes no sense because they came to use you for your penis and tongue. You came to use them for the vagina mm-hmm. and mouth. So it's an even exchange. Mm-hmm. Especially if they came, you came. There should be no. There should be no fuss, right? However, you making them feel as if they're being used and abused 
makes them feel like you you might view them as a hoe or lesser than or whatever especially if it's something that you don't normally do mm-hmm. like say you're, you're consistently the guy that sleeps over or you're the consistently the guy that hangs out all day and you guys have sex once or twice and you know you guys mm-hmm. s- you still hang out like yeah so yeah. chill and it's more than the sex now if just one day you decide to just hey i gotta now all of a sudden it's like a disrespect yeah like oh what what i'm i'm just i'm just a thing like you could just kick me to the curb but it's like what is it like don't you, you said you wanted to be this is whole life like yeah. this is you got a whole I, bag <laughs> girls are t- i asked this question on twitter i'm like what's in your whole bag because I'm like, a whole bag, like, we're embracing the wholeness. We're embracing the word. We're trying to mm. change the connotation of the word. Cool. I'm with you guys. I'm down. But it's like, you can't so like use it as a make me a lady moment whenever it's convenient for you. But can you be both? Can you be a hoe and a lady at the same time? I feel like they are the same. Like, it's you're, you heard lady in the streets, freak, I mean, streets freak, freak in the sheets. So it's mm-hmm. like... Obviously, duality is a thing. You could be a very <coughs> God-fearing, mm-hmm. ambitious, clever woman. Just like you could be a gangster. just likes to be nasty as fuck. Yeah, like, that's it's fine. Like, it's like the gangster and the gentleman. It's like, you know, it's you know what I mean? So it's like, with me, it's like it's 2018. We should be... And that's the other thing. Women these days, in my opinion and from my experience, they've... I don't want to say become colder, but have become wiser mm-hmm. to how guys act. Okay. Right, so it's like they're not—they're not gonna put up with the same bullshit, or they're quicker to notice certain patterns that they wouldn't have been no- able to notice or recognize and act on before. Mm-hmm. So now it's like you get—you get a feeling of a little bit colder, right? Because yeah. they're not putting up with everything, and it's not extra. And we now understand women's pussies not attached to their feelings and emotions. Like, so it's like, how do you, how do you act that way? But yet, when I treat you that way. It's not that way now because I'm treating you that way. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because I'm treating you like it was fine being a hoe before, but because I'm treating you like a hoe in, in this situation, and you don't like it right now. Now hoe's a bad thing. Is that the school? How does that screen it all the times before? Why is this? Why does this time have to be the one? Why is now the time? Well, I guess there comes a point when hoes want to be treated like a hoe. But then don't you can't fuck with me, if that's what if that's what we agreed on. Well, and then if that's the if that's that point where she says that's enough, then I guess that's enough. That's fine with me. I I ain't never pressed. Huh? I ain't never pressed. <laughs> I ain't never pressed. No, nah, but I was just asking about whole bags today, and just all these questions came up, and I've 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 heard that once or twice, but I've never really 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 dove into the. Whole bagness, the, the whole baggage fruit. <laughs> so basically, most of them. This is the general consensus I got was, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, toothbrush, deodorant, makeup, extra panties. <laughs> um, some of them had lube. Some of them had extra, entirely different change of clothes. Um, some of them had. Um, Cleaning products, shampoo and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I know those ones were being extra. You're not showing up to a nigga's house with shampoo. Stop. <laughs> Stop. We're not doing a whole shampoo and condition at a nigga's house after sex. <laughs> Cut it out. We get it. You're clean, ma. We. All right. Your pom pom is water. Cool. But this this whole bag talk has been an old thing. It's been co- they've been 
This woman been talking about this for a long time. Well, the only hoe bag I knew about was actually calling a girl a hoe bag. Yeah, there's there's a hoe bag, but here in a video back in 2016, these two white girls talking about what's inside your hoe bag? bag. Nice, and it's not hot sauce. Nope, there's no hot sauce. No hot sauce in the bag. Let's see what these white girls have in their whole bag. Whole bags. Yeah, well, okay, <clears throat> what do you have in your whole bag? Why see, and that's the thing <laughs> where I re- I got to. I, I was talking. To, I was asking some men, "What is inside your whole bag?" And there was uh, some guy saying, Lunch. "I know." I said, "Me, Kush, and two Jimmies." That's that's my. <laughs> I'm not bringing fucking Purell and like all this other shit. Um, a lot of guys. This one guy said, "Lube, uh, lambskin condom, in case she's allergic." I was like, "Niggas are really like walking on road with lambskin condoms. That's different." Shavers, baby wipes for sure. Baby wipes was another one that that girl said. Yeah. Um, um baby wipes. If I, I would prefer walking around with baby wipes. If I know I'm going to a girl's house, I'm bringing an extra change of clothes. Um, I'm bringing my Kush, my Jimmy's, Kush, Kush paraphernalia. Um, <clears throat> and if I, I always assume women have better cleaning products than me. So I just don't even bother and use theirs. Does that make sense? Is that a violation? <laughs> am I, am I a woman? Are we off limits to your cleaning supplies prior? To, I mean, post sex. It's progressive. I I would assume you guys have you know some fucking Neutrogena, Garnier Fructis. I love those Biore nose strips. Oh, those are my favorite. <laughs> nose strips. You know the ones that you just press on. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of water and moisture, and then after 10-15 minutes, you slowly peel favorite. it off. Black like, heads on the nose rip off. See, and it's weird that I'm in my like head. I'm like, what's my female? What's my favorite woman uh, cleaning product? But that's just a cleaning product for everyone. Uh, I used to use. Just straight men are nasty. We just don't use a lot. Most of my niggas don't even wash their face. Uh nah, son. I don't wash my face. Well, I guess you blessed. I wash my face in the shower. I don't. Like you don't put soap on your face? Nah. Well, that's that's cool. I don't like soap on my face. Uh, I've done it a lot, but not like it's not a regular thing. It's like a once a month. You ever used Doctor Bonner's soap? Nope. That's some really good ass. I don't know a Doctor Bonner. Sounds like Doctor Boner to me. Nah. Fire. Doctor Bonner, you no Boner. Oh man, how's your week? What week was eventful? Bear jokes. Bear jokes. Bear jokes. Volume four. Christmas trees and this Such yeah. a fun show, man. That was great. Despite like the mic situation, just filter on that. So dash it. Yeah. Um, despite the the mic not working in the beginning, it was actually kind of cool experience to like. Talk I was kind of mad crowd. when the mic showed up. To be honest, yeah, because I was seeing you up there vibing. Shout out to Norm, by the way. Like the the mic situation got a little messed up, so he's just like, "Yo, fuck it, fuck it, we gonna do this like they used to do it in the old Greek days." <laughs> he goes up there and proceeds to just do a five minute set, no mic, like a G, and you killed it. And it was just like, I've, there was something very communal, very like intimate. And campfire type vibe 
of you being up there and just talking freely. You got both hands, which I think is both huge hands open. And in I was stand-up smoking. comedy. I'm yeah. like, both hands, man. If I had both hands at stand-up, life would be a lot easier. So much more. You could talk so much more with your body language. It was actually quite... Uh, it, it felt good, like you said. Like It, it created a, a more intimate atmosphere after that like was created. Because it, it was like everybody had to give in. Yeah. Like, you know what? We paid, we're here. And on top of that, I was like, yo, my bad. Here's a bunch of splits. Just Plus, everyone was more attentive. Because you know? it's like, you got you got to listen now. Yeah, you got to truly you, listen. You gotta, like, you nobody can be talking. Like You got to really clue in and mm-hmm. take in the words that are being said. So I, I like that aspect of it. I really like that. You did your thing too, man. I tried to sing. You know, Marlon Marlon's out here. (laughs) Rolling with the gods. I'm trying. I'm trying. These guys are, you guys are beasts. Like Nick. Nick Reynolds. Never seen Nick do his thing before, but my God. Yo, that guy. The guy's a beast. Half Guyanese, half white. He's a machine gun with them. Like he's a machine gun. (laughs) I took a lot of notes from him, from his set. Uh, Because... Oh, he has one of my, he's so self-deprecating. He always talks about what he looks like. Yeah. He has this one joke where he's like, yo, it's not my fault that I look like J- like Mark Anthony took the divorce with J-Lo terribly. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, when he said, yeah, I picked this haircut. You know, that's the fucked up part, right? <laughs> he's like, I picked, I picked to look like a 2014 lesbian. That's me. <laughs> I was crying. That shit was too funny. He's amazing. So you think it was my choice to look like a teenager that was high all the time? No, I was born like this. God gave this to me. <laughs> this was bestowed upon me at birth. I was destined to look like, like oh man. He's so I freaking, and I, I, is this fucked up or like conceited to say? Because I feel like enough people have told me I'm cute that I can, I can say something like this. It's difficult for me as a stand-up comedian to go up against ugly guys. Yeah, ugly people. That no, of course. That's the, you. It's okay. always it always goes like in comedy, being good looking always works. It's a detriment. You. It's always a detriment. It's it's not working out. In name my name favor. one. Okay, give me name three of the like, best comedians that are good looking. Three of the most good looking comedians off the top of your head. I can't. You know, I some can't. would say, "Oh, Dane Cook is is the white heartthrob." Some would say, "Oh, Jamie Foxx." Is Jane Cook yeah. on any other day in any other job. That's what you got to do with everybody. Is put them in another position to see if they're ugly or not. Because fame will make you attractive to certain people. You know, the money cr- will make you attractive. Like if you look at Eddie Murphy, if Eddie Murphy worked uh, at a, a car car dealership, right? Is Eddie Murphy pulling. He's like what five six. Five seven. <laughs> is Eddie Murphy pulling bitches? No. I mean, if if, if it was Eddie working, Eddie Murphy working at McDougal's, you know what I mean? You know Same what I do. Freaking uh, Bill Cosby look goofy. Bill Burr. No, there's a lot of Patrice. People. Like what, what? What about like fucking Louis? Guzman? Louis. <laughs> like the the pug. Mother. Yeah. I bet you he still gets busy. And like most of it, a lot, three quarters of the material for a lot of these ugly people is just like. Shitting on themselves. I am disgusted. It's so. It, oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Like I'm never. I'm never gonna say like, yo, you can't do that. Like, I love it because that's one of the parts of humor I love. Being able to make fun mm-hmm. of yourself, right? Yo, <laughs> I did a freaking ski fet this weekend. Oh yeah, how was that? Atlantic Mass ski fet. They had a comedy show on the last day, and 
I was going up there. Aaron I don't Lewin, feel a way that, that you guys didn't put me on the show. It's it's completely cool. I, I don't feel a way at all. You know what? I was actually surprised that I was the only comedian on there besides uh, Aaron Lewin. What do you mean? Uh, it was just me. I got there. I was like, oh, it was just you just, two? It was just us two. And I, and I proceeded to do almost an hour. An hour? I did like 45, 50 minutes of just... Jesus. So but that means it was going well. Well, I was just go, let it... I was just doing my thing. It was very intimate. Everybody Scarborough, was. There, yo, there's bare Scarboroughians, yo. Exactly. Galloway in the house, exactly. like, wraps up everywhere. Like, so it the was. Scarborough jokes are flying. Oh, man. <laughs> Left to right. <laughs> Scarborough jokes I didn't even know I had in the bag. Yo, I, don't you love when you're telling a joke and another joke pops up in your head that Hell you did? Yeah. And you've gone over this material so many times. And you're just like, whoa, that one. <laughs> yo. One of the. So they play Buju as I'm coming out. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's free, Buju. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, you know, and, and out of nowhere, I, I remember that Buju graduated while in jail, mm. right? So I was just like, oh, folks, did you guys know that uh, Buju actually graduated while in jail? He has his university degree now, and he graduated with honors. And I was like, what? You know, like clapping. I'm like, that basically means even in jail, Buju had high grades. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, I just... I came up down on the spot, son. You're dumb. <laughs> this guy's coming up with bars on the spot. Oh, man. But, yeah, it was a really great show. Um, Ali Pierce. Pearson? Pierce? Ali Pierce Funny. is a fucking female. Aisha, Br- Aisha Brown. Killer. Aisha Killer. Brown. Um, baby Brown's Dick. Sick. I was singing along with every word. Um, <clears throat> Ooh, baby, you like it small. Keith killed it as usual. Mm-hmm. High energy. It's that's one guy where it's hard to follow, man. He because he brings such high energy. Woo! Yeah! You guys, yes! We made it! Woo! Okay! Yeah. All right! All right! Woo! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Keith. Um, yo. And I was standing there like, yo, I gotta follow this. <laughs> like, mm. And I was like, damn, this is high energy. And then he said, you're like, yo, uh, uh Ali Paris gotta go before you because she's gotta leave. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, like, oh, Chris, Chris got to go before you. And I'm like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> yeah, I've never seen Allie's work, right? And then I seen her. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I got I to follow that. Okay, cool. And you're like, no, nah, she's Chris. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, no. Another oh. level up. <laughs> and Chris went up there, proceeded to kill it. I'm like, okay, well, here goes here goes nothing. Yo, you're going through the gauntlet, man. Here goes this, nothing. This is what Kenny Robinson did to me for the newbie night. He, yeah. uh, the first time he put me on, I had to go first. Second time, he made me go like second last. Mm. Third time, he made me go middle. Fourth time, he made me go after a killer. He made me have to go tricks. Jeez. And then finally, he's like, all right, I think you're ready. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I love like, it, though. Yeah. I don't love the feeling at all. Me and Chris were talking about it for a bit. I was like, yo, bro, that was the first time ever that I literally, in my life, have been so nervous that my legs felt like they would give out. Ooh, I was going down the stairs the from the DJ. The leg shakes. Not even leg shakes. My legs weren't shaking. They just felt like there was no power in them at one point. Ooh. I took the next step, and I was like, <laughs> I pray that this step works. I swear to you. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, please let me get down the stairs without crumbling and falling in front of everyone. Are you, are you sure show. you weren't high? Because like, the smoke rises yet. to that point. I was That's not like, yet. There's a smoke cloud that just lingers in that corner. I was like, there for like 10 corner. seconds, so it couldn't have been even possible. Trust that me. That place was a hot box. I was, f- I was fucked 
up. I'm yeah. telling you, nervous as hell. <laughs> Did you eat a uh, a medicated beef patty? Nope. No, nothing. I didn't even smoke. I literally fell asleep. Woke up when I texted when you texted me for the mic. I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm. I just woken up, <laughs> and I got in that Uber right away and came straight there. Sick. So it's like I didn't even get a chance to smoke. And when people were offering me blunts, I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Like I was so nervous. Oh, I didn't even want to smoke because I'm like, I might fuck up. I might like miss out on something. I might yeah, forget yeah, a joke. Yeah, yeah. So just oh, that feeling every single time I do this is just but. It's different when I already know what I'm going to talk about and mm. I've done it before. So like when I did my second time doing the uh the white the white lives matter uh bit I didn't feel like that type of anxiety cuz I'm like I've done mm-hmm. this. I know where it works. I'm cool with it. You the, I'm the constantly joke again too, bro. That was a new crowd. I didn't know. Bro. I, I was like I didn't want to risk it. I don't want to risk saying the same thing. I'm just going to give him something fresh. But no, that's the, here's the beautiful thing about comedy, man. Like, I mean, it's great what you're doing. Yeah. Trying to keep it fresh, which is actually amazing. But like, if you got good shit that's like guaranteed bangers, use them. They're yours to yeah, use. Yeah. And like, if it's especially, like, you can always gauge. You can ask the crowd, you know, who's here at the last one, da, 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 whatever. And once you, once you get that little intel boom you hit them with all that shit yeah. that you have in the bag because bro that, I almost that white skin roti shit is is a fucking <laughs> that's the closer right yeah there. i almost i almost went into it when i first <laughs> got up there because that white guy i was just engaging with that white guy so much and mm-hmm. then i came up with that there's a joke i came up with on the fly where i was just like yo white people look like those old drug commercials when they showed you what getting high would do to you and we're like <laughs> nobody ever looks like that that's what white people look like <laughs> when they're high <laughs> that's, that's exactly what white people reefer look like madness <laughs> and there was one point where i was like um i was talking about something about buju and taking dick and i was like nobody nobody in here takes dick and he's like yeah me man i was like Totally rock. <laughs> just the one gay guy that <laughs> was like, "Yep, I, was I like, do." Yeah. yeah, I was like, yo, "I was." That's what I asked. I was like, "Yo, who's like? Do we have anybody that's gay here?" And then nobody said anything. I'm like, literally, there's no gay people. He's like, "Yeah, man, I, me." I was like, "This guy's like, yeah, yeah, I love dick, yeah, totally." <laughs> <laughs> Sick, man. That Sick, bro. Wicked. You take it. Right? But it was it was really fun. It's it's so fun when you're doing it. Yeah, because once you get on stage, all, like, how was your legs at that point? Like, t- once you're in there, you're I'm just fine. like, whatever, I'm here. Yeah. It's happening. Once I'm in there, it. I'm in a boxing, like, ring. Like, that's what I feel like. Mm-hmm. And if I, there's one moment where the joke falls a little flat, I feel like I got hit to the gut. Yeah. A little bit. I got to regroup. <laughs> yeah. Show the judges I'm still, you know? Yeah. So I got to hit them with a joke real quick. So, like. You know how you gotta treat it? Mm. You gotta treat it like those sadistic boxers that when they get the hit, when they get hit, they're like, ha ha, yeah, 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 okay, I do. Oh, I I'm do. coming for you. I was you know watching. I, mean? uh, Pat- I was listening to a Patrice interview, and he's like, he's like, um, I'm sick of it, man. I'm done. Like, I- I'm to the point where you, if you don't receive these the way that I feel like you know these jokes should be received. And I'm going down, I'm taking everybody with me. <laughs> I'm not leaving a single soul in that room to not feel like how I'm feeling in that 
He's like, I'm going to be a complete asshole. I'm oh, going to make yeah. you feel like an asshole. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fucking rip that room to shreds. That's why he's one of the greatest. fucking burning to the ground yes. in ashes. That's fucking Because there's no the way, way I'm pouring my heart out on stage <laughs> with these fucking jokes. And you're not laughing. Ruthless. And I'm up here looking like an asshole. No. Ruthless. <laughs> I was like, wow. That is. I'm not, not at that, that level yet. Because I've never. I'm Like, I'm not. There's nowhere near that type of frustration level that Patrice is at, but mm. one day that will come. I know. I know. Once I get more seasoned, more like I'm like I know what I'm doing a lot more. I'm definitely gonna be that guy because then, then I'm confident about my material. I can yeah. dip in and out of it and not feel any way. Like right now, <clears throat> someone heckles me, I'm gonna give it to him. But can I get back into my material with the same swing and, and yeah. gusto without losing a beat? I don't think so. Not right yeah, now. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm heckling you, if you heckle me and I get at you, you're the rest of my set. Yeah. I yeah. feel like right now. I've I've seen some people fucking handle some hecklers, but like when it comes to a point where you could really see that they're extra sensitive about it, mm. I kind of hate to see comedians lose composure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. That's part of the arena, you know, having hecklers in the crowd. And when you see them go out of line and say some shit that's like, okay, now you're just being hurtful. It's not even funny. As mm. a comedian, you should still have a form of humor in the way that you handle these comic, uh, these hecklers. I think it's just people, though. Like, there's but, a yeah, lot of but people that don't too. know boundaries. They don't know uh, energies. They don't, they, like, those are the same people who mm -hmm. can't tell when a situation's awkward. Or when they need to stop talking about something, or yeah. like you know what I mean, like they just don't know the boundary limit levels. And if they've seen someone that they really respect really dig into someone before, and they well, they, yeah. they hope to be like that person, sometimes people take that mentality a little too far, yeah, yeah, and yeah. apply it to themselves a little too much, and just go too ham when the situation doesn't even call for that. Yeah, it's also up to the clubs and up to the venues. To, like, have people set up to, like, deal with hecklers so that the comics don't have to fucking mm. deal with that. Because that's, it is part of their job, but it is also the club's job to make sure that the audience members are cooperating, too. Okay. Right? Because they're ru ruining it for everybody else. And if you're going to leave it up all for the comic to fucking defend it. Yeah. It's ruining it, his job. It's ruining the, the, the other people that pays experience. So that really should be on the clubs to fucking handle it. Right? I kind of hate. Like I said, I hate when I see comedians lose composure because of a a drunk a drunk fucking audience member. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't get that far. There should be somebody kicking that guy up before he yeah, gets that far. Yeah, there's got to be somebody you know? monitoring what's going on to at least say something or intervene and be like, "All right, enough's enough." Mm -hmm. Like, either shut the fuck up, let him do his show, or we're gonna have to remove you. Something like that. Like when I was being heckled. At the starting from scratch roast, mm. I thought about it like I was kind of bitter because I was like, man, these guys were making fun of me while behind my back while I was doing my set and I didn't yeah. even see it. So I was kind of set up to, to blindsided, right? <laughs> Literally. But I was also like, but if I had, if I had it in my bag, if I had it in the bag, if I had the jokes, if I had the gusto, if I had the fucking the skill at that level. To fucking deal with it yeah. and I'd be the fucking man yep. but at the time I didn't and it was a shot to my ego and I always felt like quitting but I was like man now I no excuse I just gotta and be ready the next time and who was it that was making fun of you behind your back again? all of them 
John Paul, Tricks, fucking Jay Martin, Russell Peters. Um, starting from scratch, all of them sitting down pretending to hang themselves, like different ways of killing each other as my set's happening. Wow. So it looked like they just, my shit was How so would you bad. handle that now? How would I handle that now? Yes. Yo, I'm just coming in with fucking fire. Just so that you cannot. I know what you're saying about some people. You know what I mean. <laughs> I am not holding back. Yeah. Like before, you can't, and especially because of the majority of them are comics themselves. Yeah. It's like you know what you've invited. Yeah. Once you do what you're doing behind me, I remember. I remember the feeling I felt. Yeah. And I will never allow that to happen again. Jeez. And it's that deep. However, I did another roast like a few years, like a year or two. Didn't prepare, mm -hmm. and I fucked up, and, and that's how. That's what I want you know to get I mean? on. I was almost on a roast, supposed to be on a roast for um Teddy Bruckshot. Ah, oh, shout out to the intern. Intern, You're fucking late, motherfucking intern with you your whiteboard. You've brought nice. a whiteboard for me, and it's beautiful. Look it's at that, look at that fine frame finish. Jesus, what wow. is this? Birchwood, honey oak. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> Thank you, sir. This looks great. It's mahogany. Mahogany. Jeez. Intern coming through with the whiteboard. I feel like a teacher. What's up, intern? Uh, grab a seat in the kitchen. <laughs> Just sit in the other, sit in the bathroom. I mean, the studio. Yeah. Oh um, my God, my man brought fucking you. cereals. You brought cereal. This is nice. Trail mix, as the white people call it. Trail, Trail mix. mix. I'm eating this right now. Thank you, bro. Eyes oh my God. In mouth. It's, oh, that's this is terrifying. very nice of you. Marlon's got a share. I don't gotta share it's shit. I don't eat sugar cookies, sir. That's go. not me. That's give them to Norm. Oh, man, Norm's like, yep. All right, cool, man. <laughs> there you go. That's all you. Man, thank love. you, sir. <laughs> What's in your whole bag, intern? What's in my whole bag? Yeah. Two magnums. Two magnums. He made. He made sure Two that. Two magnums. They can hear him. <laughs> <laughs> We've proven that. <laughs> yeah, they, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm going to shut the fuck up more often. I apologize. Two magnums. Come for me. And ladies, he said magnums. He made sure he didn't, you know, just say condoms, jimmies. He made sure he was very specific. Two the magnums. To let you know what he's working with. Now the magnums baggy. No. They're not. <laughs> no. I try to keep Can't have some face. baggy magnums. All right. <laughs> no. Skinny jeans on the magnums. Um. Say so two magnums. What two, else you got? Two magnums. Um, uh, a fifth of henny. A fifth of henny. A fifth. A it fifth. has to be okay. Like just quick. F I F. Quick. Fifth. Fifth. All right. Um, damn, I was reading. Some now, is, does bag. she get to have some of this henny, or is that just your own personal Kickstarter? That it, it depends on the situation, though, right? Because okay. you have to be you have to be prepared for for the pokes of what's coming. You have to be. Mm. You have to know what's coming. Okay. So it's either. Well, I know what's Henny. coming. Usually, it's me. Yeah, true. I know that. That's 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 true. That's preparation H. Preparation <laughs> Henny. Preparation H. Preparation. <laughs> you have to be prepared for what's coming. The Henny. Preparation H. There you have it, folks. <laughs> I can't with y'all, but two, yeah, Henny, two Magnums, um, and a do. You gotta have a And this is every appointment. Do red? Yeah, I gotta have a do. And this is every appointment. See, and he's already ahead. Wait, why do you have the do? Uh, because you have to you you have to stay fresh all the time. Oh, okay. Is that for protective reasons or I, for be, like just like yo, I'm gonna put to this on like, right afterwards? And you know, like the in the sheets. 
That's it. In is the it streets and the, it, it has to be a vibe. Okay, though. it's a vibe. It has to be a vibe. Okay, so do you oh, put on uh, the henny? Straight Wait, do you put on a durag and then drink the henny? Yes. Okay. Yes. I see the vibe now. Yes. That that's. You see the. You kind of. Yeah, yeah. You okay. just want project love. Yes. All right. Cool. I got you. Yeah. I got you. But see, that's what's in my whole bag. We're yeah. talking about the durag because I'm like, yo, I gotta start wearing it as pr- protective. You gotta get on swimming. Because yeah. when you eat pussy. You know how girls like to be just in your hair, yeah, just, just like Wolverine with it. Like it's just unnecessary. I don't like it. So yeah, the durag might have to become our new Staple. protective garment. I like it. Yeah. I'm gonna go grab a chair. Grab a chair. Do oh. that. Stay a while. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you want to get into what happened this week? Oh my god. Hold so on. You, you didn't ask me what's in my whole bag. What is? I did ask you. Did you? Okay. You didn't answer. <laughs> I don't have a whole bag. Hmm. You're no, in a dry a, spell, right? No. But when I did have a whole bag, when I would hoe it out, when it would be hold out. at least a quarter of marijuana. A quarter? Very specific. Specifically. All right? Quarter of marijuana. Because I know I'm getting lucky. Lucky seven. <laughs> all right? And then I get me a pack of Backwoods. Uh-huh. Um, sweet Aromatic. Sweet Aromatic. Whiskey. Aromatic. Look at that. This mm-hmm. guy's thoughtful. But right now, I got me the Russian creams and all that. Yeah, because you're in the dry spell. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Russian creams um, for dry spells. So, blunts, marijuana. Mm-hmm. All right. Once again, I like women with their extra panties. I bring an extra pair of drawers. My ass likes to take a shower after I fuck. I've never done that. I'm gonna do. I like to well, clean myself up. Well, an entire different change of clothes. Then yeah, my bo- there's a new fresh pair of box. But if I'm, I don't know. I'm just usually in the frame of mind of I'm going home after this. Well, even <laughs> still, I like to shower because I sweat. Mm. You know, that 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 I like to shower. That love home. sweat. I don't like showering people's showers. Oh man, I feel like it creates some sort of um, idea of further intimacy mm-hmm. that I don't want to be misconstrued. With, you know, that vibe. So what taking a shower means? Yes. Mm. Just indulging in things of that nature. Anything that's just becoming at home. Comfortable. You, why are you getting? You know, like <laughs> if a girl needs a shower at my house afterwards, then that's fine. I'm not gonna tell you no. But if it's like you're showering and then going home, I'm like, why didn't you just go home and shower? Like, because I want to. I mean. Me personally, I just don't want to have fucking. No, I get it. I understand. Sex it all over my from all over my body. You no, know, walking around, say see somebody, say see my aunt. I got sex on my face, and she go, comes in for a hug. I'm gonna be honest. You know, my <laughs> fi- biggest my biggest thing is I don't I don't know people's shower uh, strength. Say again. I don't know people's shower strength and temperature. That should be varying like microwaves. Like you know, mm-hmm. when you go to someone's house, you don't know how to work their microwave. Yeah, and it's very simple when they show you. But it's look like it looks like rocket science when you're looking at their microwave. The same thing with showers. A lot of people they don't got the heat that I like. They don't got the the the, the jet stream. The the water is not just pushing out. Like as you're just hard a particular dude. You're just huh? particular. I'm very not particular. You like what you like. I, get I like it. what I like. Right, and that's you know, I I know how to shape shift. I know how to bend. Uh huh. Don't break. I always freaking. Beat like water, my I friend. Beat like water. <laughs> Let's get into the shit that went down this week. First of all, let's start with the person we always start with, but not really start with. 
put the person we highlight every week. And it is our good youth of the week. Ah, oh, you're such a good youth. Such a blood clad good youth. You was a pimp, and now you are an actor. And you're a good youth. Alright. Our good youth of the week. Well, my good youth of the week is Cat Williams. Let's give it up for Cat Williams. One, one time. Okay. One time. Good old Cat. Uh, Cat Williams has signed on with Blackish. Okay. Yes. And there's now a role for him on Blackish. Obviously, we know about his recent Emmy win. And secretly, our good you kind of is Donald Glover once again. Um, because, like, without him, it's kind of difficult to say that Cat Williams has the year that he had. Um, <clears throat> after he brought him back. After he brought him back, uh, that gave room for discussion on a lot of things. Um, not only, like, Okay, dope, he's off the drugs and all that other stuff. But I remember with the Tiffany Haddish thing uh, and the radio show, um, the Emmys uh, and his reconciling with Tiffany Haddish and that whole thing and just um, him signing on with Blackish. It's just like, I don't think, I don't think that happens without Donald Glover. I think he gave him that chance and he said he was going to help him win that Emmy before he even did it. And that's exactly what happened. And now Cat has an opportunity, f- not only for one of the best rebrands in comedy history, uh, but just for just to better his life, just to put himself in a better situation. And I feel like he's such a good comedian, he deserves to put himself in a better position than he's in. Mm-hmm. I feel like he, he knows he deserves it. So now he just has to stay on that right path and, you know, really execute. Because he's one of the most talented comedians that I've seen he's in my so life. He's actually funny. Like, you look at him, you're like, no, this guy is destined to be funny. He can't be anything else. He's hilarious. And it's like, not even just... Everything that he says, his tone, his look, like, everything, his, his essence is just... Exactly. Hilarity. And he leaves it all out there like a basketball player. You'll never not see Cat Williams end a show swe- not sweating. Oh, that man drenches through suits. He's one of the most perspiring comedians in the game. Because he gives his whole body to it. Like his, when he's saying a joke, his whole face is saying the joke. When he's. The conviction in his voice <laughs> is so motherfucking. Is at such a point. <laughs> Yo, he, he's, he's incredible. I understand. Like, oh, it's and he's been a right. staple of such moments in pop culture that he's so important. Like, this nigga's in Friday. He was probably one of the biggest moments in Friday. He was the breakout character in Friday. He he has those couple of specials that he's bodied completely. He has a, a pimp named Slickback in Boondocks. <laughs> he's got uh, the fight with the child at school. Like, you're talking about a legend here. You're talking about someone whose biopic is going to be incredible. Oh, boy. He's Cat a, Williams. His, does he have a documentary He's going to go yet? straight to TV, but... <laughs> He needs to have a documentary of his life. Oh yeah, he definitely needs a documentary. Yeah. Who, would, who would play Cat Williams if he, if they were to have a Lake Keith Stanfield? Oh wow, that's yeah, that's pretty there's good. no that, other person that could okay. play him. That's pretty. Good. Uh, homeboy from Atlanta. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. the weird guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that would have to be Cat Williams. Like, he's really tall, but he can still pull it off. He was really good in Sorry for Bothering You. And he, he looks good. a lot like him. He could play Snoop Dogg, and he could yeah, play he Cat really, Williams. He's a good actor. <laughs> and he's a really good actor. 
I like um, that guy. And he's a really dope guy. Met him at a, a well, not met him, but like we talked to him at a, the DC YouTube meetup for uh, YouTube Black. Really dope guy. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Cat Williams um, on landing that. That's amazing, amazing news. Uh, what do you guys want to get into first, man? <laughs> Happy so birthday, shit. DMX! Yes, let's go. Let's it's go. DMX's birthday. It's DMX's birthday. Happy yep. birthday, DMX. <laughs> Let's go. What? 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 This is not a fucking game. What See? you heard? <laughs> what you hearing? See, I, he's hearing? one of those guys, man, that I wish hearing. didn't succumb to his his. Him and Cat Williams have a very similar, not similar yeah. story, but what? like they both deserve to be. Held in higher regard than they are. Yeah. The hip hop community still has a lot of respect for DMX. We're just really disappointed and it's just sad. Sad. It's just a sad situation more than anything else. Cause like at at, at some point, you wonder: is it the system or is it DMX or is it both? You know what I mean? Like it might be both, man. It, two things can be true: DMX could be a shitty person, or they could be out to get him. Two things can be true, and. It's unfortunate, um, you know, that he's not in these discussions a lot more because especially when we talk about best rapper, best MC. Mm-hmm. We talk about Ja Rule really so much. DMX. <laughs> we talk about really, Ja Rule so much, but never talk about DMX. We, no, we don't he's really bring original. up DMX. And DMX was, at a, at a point, the best rapper in the world. Hold on. Check this out. All-time greatest screamo rapper. Screamo rapper. DMX, easily. Yeah. He's, yeah, sure. he's probably the god of screaming rap. rap. Who screamed before him like that? With that, like, with, I don't want to say screamed. Veracity. Obviously, I don't. There's Slick Rick oh, screamed. Oh. Like, yeah. There's MOP, mm-hmm. yes. who would always scream. Okay. It's the world's famous. Right. You got. Did he rap like that? Yeah. Okay. Fire squad. Where you no motherfucker? No question. And he's just like, yeah. why are you shouting so much? <laughs> Right, you got MOP, you got um, um, who else is there? You got Bone Crusher, mm-hmm. you know, who's another rapper? Attention! Yeah, Takashi, Takashi, uh, Onyx. Is Redman? Can Redman do that sometimes? No, he's not a screamo rapper. Mm. No. Yeah, no. Until early on, he did that. Keith Murray? No. No. Keith Murray. <laughs> <laughs> but, Keith Murray. Where you hear like throat grumble, you know what I mean? Where yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, where you hear that? Ja Rule's one of them. Um, but then sometimes he'd rap low and soft, but he like essentially his voice was meant to like. Hello, very hello. Gravelly, you know? Yeah, very co- hoarse. Um, um, so yeah, for sure, DMX is the top. Yeah, is the best. Yeah, and we don't talk about him when it comes to MCs. Like I remember seeing DMX and Jay Z freestyling. Backstage, with the Nation of Islam brother comes mm. in and fucks them both up. <laughs> that shit was amazing. That was amazing. Like I love seeing footage like that. You know what we gotta get? And I was reading this thread this week about this guy named. You ever heard of Pete Shore? Nope. That's interesting because you're so like into the New York hip hop scene, especially from that his era. He basically was like the top party promoter in New York. And like connected a lot of celebrities and rappers and street culture to 
Hollywood and those type of people Pete and Shore. everybody had to go to a Pete Shore party. Heavy D went on record saying that's the only parties he goes to is Pete Shore parties. And this guy was like a top level goon. At one point, Alpo wanted to kill Keith Sweat and Pete heard about it and told Alpo that he'll kill him if he touches Keith Sweat and mm. Alpo never touched him. So that's just to show you how heavy in these streets Pete was that Alpo couldn't even fuck with this nigga. Damn. Like... It, he's he's next level, but um. So what's up with this guy? Ooh, Pete Shore. Yeah. Mm, not much. Why'd you bring him he's up? He's half Asian. Oh shit! That was one thing that stood out to me, and he looked more Asian than he looked black. Hmm. And um, I was just thinking, no, because I was like, yo, New York, in the eighties to and nineties, eighties to I'd say two thousand, have mm-hmm. the best stories. <laughs> About their even, city. I don't think there's so another now. city that can rival it. Other than maybe London. Maybe. But New York. Wow. Like when you watch the movie The Warriors. The Warriors. You know when you I mean? watch the fucking Radiant Child. New York Undercover. Uh, for Basquiat. Like you ever seen Basquiat's documentary? No. You should watch that. It's It makes New York in the 80s look like fucking the epicenter of the universe. Like it, it's just. Everyone was there. Everyone was friends. It's wild. This no, Pete Shore World guy, Center, you know how shit. he got caught? How? Madonna set him up. No. He dated Madonna and was washing his money through Madonna's career. And Madonna, and then he broke up with Madonna. or Madonna wanted more from him, and he's like, I'd never date a white woman. Like, I'd never marry a white woman or some shit like that. And, like, caused a rift. They, they got into it, and, like, they broke up. And she, out of anger, set him up. Sam, crazy. How old was she know. at the time? She's very young. Very yeah. young. What year did you get? <clears throat> I have. I can't remember. There was a whole thread on it. I'll see if I can find it. Um, Madonna, you snitch! But like, I, I we got to get someone in here to talk about Toronto from the the eighties to two thousands. Hmm. Like, there's there's an era that doesn't even know what club district was. There's an era that doesn't know that we had dance teams centered around dance hall. People don't Remember know Rated, zone zone one nightclub even existed. Rated X. People don't know about cl- one hundred eight. <laughs> yeah, club one hundred eight. Remember one hundred eight? Remember fluid? Yeah. Fluid one hundred eight. Shockwave. Dog. Joker. God damn. Joker. I'm my old. goodness. I'm old. Sorry, I'm old. Yeah, no. you, you old. That, no. That's Wait, how old are you, intern? Casa. Let's play this game. Hold on. Hold on. Ca- if you know Joker, do you know Casablanca? I know Casablanca, yes. Okay, there we go. He's how old. old are you? He's intern? old. He's old. Hey, let me see this. Watch this. <laughs> All right. How old are you? Uh, Planet Mars. Planet Mars. I've never been, but I do know of. Yes. Okay. Yes, I have never okay. been. Okay. I went been. to the four one six Graffiti Expo. Yes. Okay. You guys want to fill us in? We've or? seen each other before, Norm. You and I have seen each other. You guys want to fill the people who are born in like normal time? So, so all these <laughs> things. Well, I'm sure we have. Okay. So the, the the Planet Mars was like Toronto's version of the tunnel, oh, where all the, the rappers. So the hip hop on the tunnel was this like radio show uh, in New York, and and it's like sh- this this like event where everybody would just go to this like dungeonous looking venue and everyone's just like ciphering. Wow. And so like I literally the first time I've ever ciphered in my life, like on a microphone. Like I'd freestyle with my cousins with some friends, but I go to this place with my cousins. I'm 13 years old. 
I'm not supposed to be in there, but they snuck me in. A huge cipher of like 40, 50 people in a circle with one guy holding a mic, walking around, passing it to whoever wants to spit. Out of nowhere, I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Guys from Philly are there, Chicago. Everybody just walks in the middle so on some movie shit. Like shit you would see on like insane. an Eminem 8 this Mile. This happened in you Toronto. Know? This happened in Toronto, Planet Mars. And then, so they're passing the mic and I'm standing there like, yo, this is crazy. Hip hop is alive and well. And then they pass me the mic and I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, yo. And I just, just hip hop took over me and I'm, <laughs> I'm hearing my little voice over the speaker. I'm like, yo, yo. It's subconscious that my conscience is raunchous. No, <laughs> yo, I, this, I said one line. I was like, yo, son, y'all need a backup. Before I hurt you, I'm a pass the mic because it's way past my curfew. Ooh. Oh. And I was like, yeah, young, youngin. Yeah. Young, young. Yeah, give it up for the youngin in the give it up for the youngin in the boxes, like, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh. Somebody get this little nigga some clothes, B. <laughs> and I, I was hooked. I was like, oh man, I fucking love this hip hop shit. So oh even my God. At, even at that time, what year would you say that was? That was like 96, 97. Oh, so this is this is prime Toronto man's talking in American voices. Yeah, like yeah, it's this is like, prime. Be. Like yeah. prime. I want to be from New York, son. Yeah, wow. I want to be from. It was Queens, so funny B. because it really didn't sound like New York at all. It just sounded like someone. <laughs> trying, really trying. <laughs> like a hard. diet version. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, man, you know, we out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you pronounce like, ours? Yeah, so we out here. Yeah, we out here. Well, no, you know what I'm saying? Here, Just kicking it with my, my dudes. You know, we out here. Jane and Finch. You yeah, know guy. Guy was huge. Guy was was heavy. Man, yo, man guy. was huge yo, for a while. Guy. Yo. This guy is sick, yo, guy. Yo, yo don't man. be sick, guy. Yo, man. Man was big. Man. Yo, man. man. Yo, man. And it has to be followed with a fucking with kiss, a tea, kiss like, Yo, man. Before or after. Yo, man. Yo, man. Yo, dog. Yo, guy. Yo, guy. Yo, bedroom, yo, man. I used to have a shirt. Yo, guy. Just, it's just <laughs> a big-ass fucking yo shirt. Yo, guy. The first Toronto uh, clothing line. Bro, it, it was... <laughs> and it, and guy, I did yeah, it like... This the, gonna sell. <laughs> I did the MTV Yo Raps. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yo, guy. Said, yo, rap. So it was yo, guy. You know? Should put yo, man, with the yo MTV. Yo, there should the be man. yo, guy. Yo, you know, you know what it should just be? Remember those shirts that have, like, Latifah, uh, Elizabeth, uh, just different queens oh, on yeah, one yeah, shirt? Yeah, but, like, yeah. you got to guess which one it is. Like, whether it's... You should have guy, dog, man. <laughs> Still. It's all just yo, yo, guy, yo, dog, yo, man. Bad oh, Yeah, no, but that was, you know, even like the 416 Graffiti Expo, it was like where Lush is on Queen and uh, John in Toronto, mm -hmm. or Queen and Peter, there there was used to, where they're building that condo, there used to be a big parking lot, and they would just have this Graffiti Expo, and that's when like they, the Queen Street alleys would get retouched up every summer. It was this hip-hop festival, wow. and the Queen Street alleys exist because of this hip-hop festival, because it was, a, it was like a landmark for hip-hoppers to go and fucking... Execute one of the elements of hip hop, graffiti, That's DJing, fucking b boying. It's so funny how the elements of hip hop are like fucking Avatar the Airbender. It's like you're not fire, like water, earth, wind. <laughs> you have breakdance, graffiti, hip hop itself, DJing. Right? Like those are the four elements, no? That I mean, that's what the get down tried to make it seem like. Like, like it was the four elements. Like you collect the four elements. <laughs> 
you are the fifth element <laughs> which is Heart. by the way a great fucking movie i yeah. love that movie god when you're talking 90s action top tier, top tier is fifth element my g that is great but bruce willis and freaking that yeah bruce willis killed it chris, chris tucker? tucker killed it chris tucker <laughs> like, oh man <laughs> oh my mom <laughs> that shit killed me um Man, and you know what's another thing people have never experienced in this era? Mm. Friday Night Caravan of Young Street. Yep, we, we talked about that, yeah. Right? Tons of time on here. That, that's <sighs> a moment. <laughs> a moment. Um, Let's see. What, what do we have here on the docket? Oh, I found a list of the top 50 audio streams of the year. All right. What do you guys think is number one? What do you guys think is the number one song of the year? Number one song of the year. God's Plan? God's Plan. A song by Post Malone. A song by Post Malone. Well, God's Plan is the number one song of the year. (laughs) And it was uh, (laughs) not even close. Like... Who was number two? Number two was Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but it wasn't even close. Like Drake, God's Plan. It was three hundred million more. More, more than. Then second. so second place was three hundred million less. Um, third place was Drake with Nice for What. Mm. Um, fourth was XXX with Sad. Really. Which was very shocking to me. Which one's um, sad again? Number five, also extremely shocking, Juice World, Lucid Dreams. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I, I fucking I hate that. I always feel your shadows in my room. <laughs> that nigga's scary. I don't care what y'all oh, say. Oh, man. I hate that song, man. I, he sounds like if Fall Out Boy were to rap. Oh, man. If Fall Out Boy or Simple Plan said, yeah, this is fucking rap. I see your shadows in my room. I knew it was bound to happen. Emo rap? Like, Panic at the Disco could easily remake that song on a rock beat, and it would work. Yeah. yeah. I would love to hear, like, Green Day rapping. Or I would love reverse. to hear him and Uzi make a joint mixtape. No. That would, that would feed be, my punk rock rap soul. That would be that's too much. I think Lil Uzi makes punk rock rap. Like, he makes that, that poppy rap. Poppy punk Yeah, that's what he makes. Um, number six, Black oh Boy God. featuring Drake, Look Alive. So that's three. Number seven, Post Malone, that's Twenty One Savage, Rockstar. Number eight, Drake. That's four. My feelings. Number nine, Cardi, Bad Bunny, and Jay Balvin. Oh. And number ten, Post Malone, Better Now. That's three. I like you guys. You there? You better now. Better now. I don't Yo. know anything about that song, but I know that I listened to like a one. I gave a one run through half of his album and I liked it. I didn't finish the rest of it because, um, from what I heard, I really liked it. Um, number eleven is BB Rexa and Florida Georgia Line. No, Florida Georgia Line. Meant to be. I don't know what the fuck that uh, song is. That's, that's... Uh, Ed Sheeran, Perfect. Hmm. Drake's on this list in the top fifty. Let's see. You got one. We already counted five. Six two, or six. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. In Drake. The top 50. Eight in the top 50. This and this period. is songs, period. Not just hip hop songs. Because Ariana Grande's on this list. Camila Cabello's on this list. LMA, Imagine Dragons. 
This is just songs, period. Where, how many Kanye's are Kanye songs are in there? Not one. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. That's actually a great fucking point. There's not a single Kanye. Come to think of it, there is not even a good music. There's no good music. There's no there. good music in the top ten, oh top fifty. Even oh Tiger's on this list. Oh, oh. Tiger <laughs> Offset Taste. <laughs> yeah, that's a good joint though. Oh, fuck. Joe Bun no, made a bigger tune. Like, let's be real. But, bro, I'm looking at this list and there is literally no good music in the top fifty. Nah, no Tiana Taylor. No. None of them. Not even everybody sucking push a T's penis. Aren't, aren't, he's not in the top 50. Not even anything from Nas's album? Of course not. <laughs> Let's be fucking real. Um, Worst album of what? <laughs> yeah, 2018? Yeah, I actually wanted to bring that up. Thank I know, you for I know, oh, I know. reminding me. I was going to do it before you can. Just so you can. Oh, yeah, I tagged face. you in the tweet, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, one of the worst albums of 2018. <sighs> cool. Why not? Here are the eight worst rap albums. Of 2018, according to DJ Booth. I don't know who Bosky is, but Comethazine was pretty bad, I guess. Um, Dummy Boy by 6ix9ine. <laughs> Kamikaze by Eminem. Wholeheartedly. Oh, boy. Um, Nazir. Nas. <laughs> Quavo Hancho. Oh, yeah, that was a bad album. That was bad. Queen, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, that was bad. Nav Reckless. Lil oh. Yachty. I mean, no. Lil Zan. Total Zanarchy. What the fuck is this an album cover? Zan Zanarchy? Bro. Fuck Lil Zan. He looks like a fucking vampire from Twilight with his shirt what off. What is that? Is he still with that chicken? chick? He looks like unseasoned meat. Yeah, you know how Chinese people boil the meat sometimes? And that smile looks like he does the, his mouth stink. His mouth musky. Just like got an odor. Ugh. Anyways, those are the eight worst rap I hate songs. How do you feel, uh, rap albums, how do you feel about... Um, those are pretty accurate. All of them? Not all. Oh, which ones Not weren't all. accurate? Um, I would have to say Xanarchy was fucking it was good, bro. It should be it should have been an instant classic. All right, so that's what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Do we want to get? Do you want to just? Yeah, let's, I guess we should just get. Into so wait, Kanye. one thing. Wait, before we get into Kanye, I forgot to ask. Who do you think is the best? We talked about who's the best streamer rapper. Who do you think is the best fast rapper? Fast rapper ever? Yeah, ever. Um, yeah, either Twista, Busy Bone, Bone Thugs, Busta. Oh, we're considering Busta a fast rapper? Because he can. Yeah, and he is he one can, of the best. But he doesn't always. That's what yeah. like, Twista's more of a guy. Twista's every, yeah, every time. So Bust, we're doing Bone just any, just every time. Just anybody that raps like, fast at some point. Because Migos raps fast too. Okay. Um, um, well, then you gotta throw Big Boy in there. Big Boy. Big he raps fast, yeah. He's a very fast rapper too. You got the big boy in there. Um, uh, big else? pun. Who can do it? Big, big pun. pun was amazing. Yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. Debrat. Logic. Can we put him in there? 
<laughs> no logic. No logic. No Chino XL. No <laughs> <laughs> Chino XL. Fuck you too. <laughs> um, no, he's not a fast hour. Yeah, no, but I think Twisted has my favorite fast song singles. Yes. As yeah. far as my fast song rapper, Busta is probably the, my favorite. Like, I, the ones where he's rapping fast are not my favorite songs by Busta. Yeah. But I do like when he does it more than anyone else. I feel like Busta. the songs, the music videos that he has with it, like, Give Me Some Mo. Oh. Fucking. Like, like, that wasn't that fast, but that video was fucking amazing. He's um, he, Busta's videos are right on par with Missy Elliott's, I feel like. Yeah, in that yeah. realm of creativity and just outside the box. Um, mm. eye grabbing, very fast paced, high energy, like I feel like that's they both essentially have the same type of videos. And even in, in some ways the same type of respect. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. it's like they're also two people who don't get brought up in the MC conversation. Even though they've been doing it the longer than most. Yeah. We're talking leaders of the new school. Well, it's because like, Buster. Here's the thing I feel about Buster. As much as he is one of the best performers, maybe if not the best performer in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, also, aside from him being just like one of the best actors too in hip hop. Yep. Like Find I feel like he may not be the best rapper, like lyrically. You know, may not be the best lyricist, but like you can't deny that he's one of the best flowers. Like his flow. His fast flow, especially, yes is much. amazing. Saying because yes I'm not saying it. You've been I'm saying not, yes. He's one of the best. Do you want to rewind it? <coughs> he's one of the best, <laughs> right? But but he's one of the fastest. Like he's one of the best, man. And see, but he doesn't. But he doesn't say. Saying it again, goddammit. it! You saying it again, goddammit. However. When he's like, when I got to get it, when I got to do it, when I got to get it, when I got to do it. You're saying the same shit. So. But you got to also take in that became a thing, like an yeah. actual like challenge for people. Like, yo, that was one of the first challenges. Like, like really? when we're talking oh, okay, like online hashtag the Busta Rhymes viral for a song, challenge. That's What's probably the, one of the first The one challenges. with Wheezy and, and, uh, and Chris Brown. Yeah, that's probably one of the first challenges on Instagram. Ever, because I remember that he was even giving away a prize for if you could recite it the best. Yeah, and there was a site that you'd submit them to, and I remember going on to the site and just watching submissions and being like, "Oh fuck!" Like some of these people are sick. Like, and it was a real challenge. People were doing it on the news. Like she's seeing if they could do it. It became a a thing. Well, no, man. Back in the day with the homies, you know, you'd sit there and try to fucking mimic Bone Thugs and Harmony. And, like, if anybody could actually do it, you'd be like, oh, shit, you know? I remember when some people would, like, reveal to me lyrics. Like, I remember this one lyric was, like, when Busy Bones, like, in Wake Up, he's like, wake up. And I said, I'm a sister, what's up, I did this. She said, I'm going, I'm going to get my stash. I was my shit. I was my check. Like, when I, when I first heard that, all I thought, thought I heard was, I'm going to go run and go get my stash, watch and make sure no one snatches my chair. I'm just like, and this whole time, like, he said really? Things in between. You know, all this time, like you're just gonna go upstairs to get something. You're worried about your chair. Yeah. My buddy's like, nah. He's saying fucking check. They're talking about their fucking welfare checks. I'm, a, I'm gonna go get my stash. I'm running out the house. I'm gonna be back. Make sure no one stashes my check. And I was like, oh shit, I can't believe it. And then he broke it down for me. I was like, man, I can't believe you could rap that fast or rap that, or like break it down and slow it down. Yeah. Because there's so many bone thugs lyrics buses. I can't hear. 
Busta's verse probably took over for best uh, fast verse. I think most popular fast verse other than maybe what slow jams. Slow jams is huge. Twist is a big Same one, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm catchy. I'm gonna catch you every time now. No, it's not Twist. <laughs> nah, fuck that nigga. <laughs> there we go. Um, That's the spirit. <laughs> no, energy. No, people forget about crucial conflict. Ooh, I have no idea you've never heard of crucial conflict. They, 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 they were Chicago's uh, version of uh, Bone Thugs and Hot. Oh no, not Chicago. <laughs> There's just another fast uh, rapping crew from Chicago. I think it was uh, the name. I think that name was just crucial conflict. Yeah, they had the braids and everything. Yeah, it was probably a lot for people. Uh, <laughs> what was his real name? No, it was a group. What was what were their real names? I don't know. See, they were just a yeah, they, they, a they're whatever. You gotta know the real names. If you're doing a group, like you're not a group until everybody knows your real names. Well, fuck. It's it's one of those really obscure fucking rappers that you would you only know about because you saw an article in Source Man. <laughs> you know? I don't actually listen to your music, but I seen your fucking album release advertisement. So talking about we're talking about fast rappers. We're talking about Busy Bone, Bone Thugs versus Migos is a thing right now. I always thought that. I never. I always thought. I always thought that. Yo, Bone Thugs flows. They don't do it as cons- like there's a specific Bone Thugs flow that. I feel Migos touches on, but Migos ho- like takes that specific flow and uses it throughout their style, throughout their raps. Whereas Bone Thugs have so many different flows within their fast rap, but that weird staccato flow that but Migos do it, does, they intent, use it. With do it with intent, you got to give Migos credit. To do it with intent, because nobody was doing it at the time. They, they literally created a flow that like other people now mimic. Not created... In a sense, because we're talking about how they've done it, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, they revolutionized the it. They, they perfected they, it. They did it with intent and continued doing it. It wasn't just like a thing that just happened in the middle of a song. Like this is like their flow. This is what yeah. they trademarked as them. They basically said that they are the best group. And I don't understand why this is a thing now. I feel like with the whole King of R and B talk and a lot of old niggas being able to have a voice, they that. Other old niggas are getting empowered, and the Migos have been saying from time we are the best group to ever live, which we all know is a lie. Nah, but that's a lie. Gonna, like we're still gonna indulge because jokes over facts. So it's like that's why you see the Migos is better than the Beatles, and you see all those comparisons all the time. So it was weird to me that Bone Thugs would respond now, but then when I factored in the in the video, he says. You know what all this King R and B talk? You know you got the young niggas coming at the OGs. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, who was saying it though? In Bone Thugs, of course no, it was. Lazy Bone, Lazy Bone, La- yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, I get it. Skinny you ass lazy. Opening, you guys want to make? And I understand it as an old head, especially if you're an old head that's not active. I don't know Bone Thugs's financial history, yeah. but it's safe to say they're a group. Uh, they had to split the funds. Yeah. And they're not making as much funds as back in the day, obviously. They're making yeah. probably streaming numbers off playlists and, and you know, fans, their core fans. Or yeah, yeah. 
at a one two rock the bells type show where they come through and they spit some oldies for like the the older crowd. But I'm I'm sure they're still making money off Wake Up and Crossroads. Yeah, of course they're making money, but not significant. But not Migos money to be Migos level. You know what I mean? There was a point when they were at where Crossroads and all that shit was popping. Like yeah, they were up there doing songs with Akon. Definitely. You know. Definitely. they you know the first time I heard of Bone Thugs when they did that co- uh, collaboration on the posthumous uh, Biggie album. Yeah. Where they did it's Bone and Biggie, Biggie. Biggie. Grab your it's Bone and Biggie, Biggie. Yo, that shit had me on one. That shit, I was like, yo, these guys are sick. I like this guy. Bro, I was in Chicago when I first heard Bone Thugs and Harmony. My cousin sh- put me on. And the next day, I went to a mall and bought a, a replica fucking Glock. It was a BB gun. And me and my cousins rocked around wh- holding the guns, reciting Bone Thugs lyrics. That we didn't even were like, oh, we we just be like November, December, first of the month, first of the month. We just keep on doing that, like walking around with these fucking little guns. I couldn't believe, it. like when I would look back, they were they they actually sounded like a gun. They they had the action of a gun. I couldn't believe. Sounds like me when we around. tried when we got arrested, man, with our fake little guns, just painted them black and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like we were fucked, man. But who is the biggest group? We did talk about like you know King of R and B. Who's the biggest group of all time? Um, some people best group of all time, not best, biggest. Best. Biggest is whatever. you know. I mean, best group of all time. Because you could say Wu Tang is up there. I'd say Destiny's Child. Oh, is that oh, hip hop? Yeah, you're okay. talking group, yeah. uh, any type of group, R and B. Yeah, I'm saying Destiny's um, Child is my number one. Like even though they two. went three, like even yep. they went went through three, like which one? Destiny's Child one, two, or three? Anyone, I think they all cover under the same thing, regardless of them. Because Beyonce and Kelly were singing, so it's like, who cares? <laughs> the other two, did you even hear their voices? No, nobody heard their voices. So, so over was, over Destiny's Child overall, just o- over like everybody, like even like the the Destiny's old Child. greats. Like, is there a certain cutoff point? Because you're no, talking, su- you're talking Supremes. Yeah. Not for me. You know, Destiny's you're talking. Child. Okay, Memphis. this is all just for you. Yeah. Okay. Destiny's Child, then you got B2K. Okay. Uh, See, no, that, that's okay. cool. That's strong. That's cool. That's a strong choice. No, it's not. Stop. See, saying yes again. Stop saying yes, you yes, man. Stop being a fucking yes, man. Okay, good. Good. B2K, they're then, amazing. Uh, Omarion's well, the greatest singer ever. See, Jackson 5, I could understand. Destiny's Child, I could understand too. This is my personal favorite. Yeah, of course, of course. Objectively, the best. Objectively the best. Objectively the Talking best. Talking groups. Mm-hmm. Objectively the best. <laughs> Jackson Five. Mm-hmm. Number one. Uh, you got the Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck. Three is difficult. Voice to Men. It has. It has to be groups. No, not, it's not a, bands. It's yeah. it's between. What Earth, Wind, and Fire? You can't throw in there. No, no Isley Brothers. Um, they're a band. Uh, uh, what's like the Temptations, and um, the Boys to Men. Boys the Boys to Men's pretty fucking. Hmm. Drew Hill. Drew Hill. Jonesy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were talking objectively. I know objectively, yeah. right? But I probably put Boys to Men their third. Yeah, I probably put Boys to Men their third because of what they did and how they did it, and you know, yeah. I say Boyz II Men third. What about Jackson um, Five, Beatles, Boyz II Men? No TLC. No, not even close. Um, Jackson Five, I'll throw in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta talk about B Five as well. Mm. 
All I do is think of They just ruined you. that song. Be <laughs> like, they took another song and ruined it. They just ruined it to me. No, actually, no. It was a good song. It's I like that song. It's a fucking amazing song. That is a classic. You will watch your tongue. The, leads, the lead singer's braids ruined it for me. That's, that is fair. Um, the hairline was not. That was like, dude. What's Diddy, how'd mean? you let this happen, bruh? It's more like, yo, bro, like, stop trying to be Lil Fizz. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a sash. <laughs> and he knows exactly what it is a girl wants. You heard? Oh Talk to him, fellas. No. What a girl wants. What a girl needs. What a girl I'm, I'm so wants. serious that B2K a, should be. Like, there should be so much more respect on their name. I, it gets me angry. Is that bad? That's actually the one song I like fighting. Like they fucking it. they drop gold every time. And there's just no respect. There's no, no respect. They're just very, very, very dear to your childhood. That's yeah. why. No. That's what it is. Yeah. I have nothing to do with my childhood. That's like Drew Hill because to me. Because B- like Drew Hill literally, to me. I can't attach them to any moment in my life that no. had to do with my childhood other than hearing them. They, they just admit, to this day you go listen to those songs, bro. What a girl wants. Um, uh, uh, uh-huh. I love you. Fucking <laughs> uh-huh. Bro, a vibe. A fucking vibe. Bro, nah. Got and to be. Me got to be. I love you. Uh, girl. And with all the crazy things that you do. You share. You know, I look at him. Well, I put them in the uh, immature, like. Man, you can't do that, bro. They're. I always consider them Disney. They were Disney R and B. You know, to that me, they were straight Disney R and B. How? They were Disney R and B to me. How? You know? How? So that means Chris Brown's first album was Disney R and B for you. Popping. Uh, uh, um. Uh, uh. Give me that. Uh. Yo. Uh. That's the Disney R&B to you. It was and not just classic R&B. To me at the time because I was right now. At now when I hear it, I'll still dance to it. I'll is enjoy it. Classic it. R&B to you. But it is not the R&B I grew up with. It's a classic R&B to you. At this point, it can be considered classic there R&B. That's all I want. No, to see what the respect was on the name. That's of course, the it's it's an old song that you know was dear to. People within that era's hearts. You you were in that era too. You were. I was there, but that's not part of the R and B era that I enjoy. I'm saying I like I like Chris Brown. I think he's amazing. But like because at the time listening to that music to me was like oh this is he's 16 years old, you know. That's like saying Tevin Campbell. Can we talk? Is not valid. But then when you that specific song to me had like a it was written to make him seem like he was older, right? Like back in the day they would always try to make songs. To make the kids older, whereas now you could still be young, but then still do old shit. So you're saying if they appeal to teenagers, then it's not. But this was at the time when I wasn't a teenager anymore. No, no, I understand that. I'm just trying to get the perspective. Like if it if it's not if it wasn't speaking to, um, did was the music not speaking to the mature audience in your eyes, or was it the perfect example? Was it the marketing behind the group? That wasn't speaking to a mature audience because I can Watch understand this. looking at B2K. You saw them it's like Backstreet Boys. It's like Backstreet Boys, like New Kids on the Block. Okay, like my I love New Kids on the Block. Uh-huh. Right, I'm pretty sure you respect and sync. Mm-hmm. You know, I fucks with them, but like that's because growing up, New Kids on the Block 
was dear to me because it was dear to my sister. And it was just one of those things that like is dear to my childhood. Okay. And I have a weird connection to it. So I appreciate it in that way. But I also know that like they weren't the best singers in the world. And based off stuff like that, I can't put B2K on a level as I would put, you know, other groups that I know are just I would say B2K are probably the one of the, if not the best, dancers dancing R and B groups in, ever. Yeah, but see that that changes the argument. Now it's a, it's a matter of vocal ability, whereas before you said it was just maturity level of the music. So, well, even even like, and I guess that too. I guess I, I'll throw that in there too, because even somebody like like Michael Jackson, right? When he was a kid, still able to sing like that one song. Um, ain't, no ain't, ain't no sunshine. He has the. Uh, um, that really, really freaking sad song about love. That's in like it's that like old. A ah, love. You know that one. Like that's. Don't you know? What does this little six-year-old know about this? You know what I mean? But you hear him, and he sings. With a certain level of maturity that it's just like, whatever, I fucks with you, Michael, because you sang it with a soul of, of a fucking older person. So that's just very, so it's just, okay. So in that same vein, like, B2K had, like, the dance moves, they had, like, the song, like, that one song, What a Girl Wants, What a Girl Needs, I fucking love that song, mm-hmm. right? But knowing that it was pushed towards an audience that were younger. So it's marketing. It was like, I never really fucked with it, just mm. as a result. But I still respect what they did, because what's that? How you got served? That's a fucking classic. You, know, you can't deny it, no matter how corny I thought it was once upon a time. It's a classic. It's a fucking classic. Movie. Yeah, it's a classic corny. We got a lot of classic corny movies that we fuck with. But for me, the best groups, my top three would be, I throw Boyz II Men up there, okay? Because Boyz II Men's world world renowned, like set records, fucking end of the road, first single to pass, fucking. Uh, Elvis, he, he, they dethroned Elvis mm-hmm. or something. I forgot what it was. So I would say Boyz II Men for me. Not number one. It's in no order. And if this was subjective, then it's just me. I threw Jodeci and Drew Hill in there because yeah. I fucking that's who I grew up with. Objectively, though? Uh, and Wu-Tang. Objectively, I would say uh, Wu-Tang mm-hmm. is one. Uh, I would say, can I can I say Earth, Wind, and Fire? Why not? Yeah, I I think Earthwind. You know, I think I, have, I fucking love Earthwind and Fire, but maybe not Earthwind and Fire. So boys, uh, hey, fine, my bad, man. Wu Tang, fucking forever. Goddamn, that's uh, the Supremes. Okay. And the Beatles. And the Beatles. Okay. Wu Tang, the Supreme, and the Supremes and the Beatles. It's a good three. It's a solid three. I mean, that's the thing about music. Is music is just so subjective. It's yeah. like so many, groups. so many different groups that you can give so many different reasons for like why they should be in that top three. Um, what about Queen of R&B? I saw a picture floating around of... Uh, who was it again? Let me see here. You got... Was it LMA? Yeah. Right now? Like the current right queen? Right now, yeah. Her, who is the new female face of R and B? It was. It's a picture of her, SZA, SZA. Uh, Queen Nyjah, and Ella May. 
What does Queen Naja sing? She has a song called Karma that I know. I don't know her other songs, but she has a couple of other songs. But I know the song Karma. It's a good song. Who, are they, who do you think they're missing out on that? I th- I, for me, I th- this is way too easy. Yeah. If you're picking out of these four, it's definitely her. Like, where's Sienna Taylor? Where's had, freaking... If you had uh, her, uh, Nao, Kalani, and um, Kalila, I think that would be way tougher for me to pick between those four. Because they're all bringing something different and they're all very necessary voices in female R&B that we need. Mm-hmm. And they're all amazing vocal ability. No Tiana Taylor? No. You don't think Tiana Taylor belongs up there? She's great. I don't think she's important. I don't think, I don't think if Tina, Tiana Taylor left, we'd feel a, you know, a hole there. I don't think she'd leave something where you'd be <coughs> like, oh, man. Tiana Taylor would no, but did you see this whole life? Well, you see that video with Ghostface and 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 yeah. that was no, I don't, maybe to you it doesn't. It was cool. No, you know it was I mean? a cool video, but it doesn't make her and, any like. I mean, when I was watching, I'm like, uh, whoever directed this kind of this looks amateur. But then when I found out it was her, I was like, okay, I get it. I think it's it's more Good so just the, mo- the amount of bodies of work she has. It's not there yet. Mm-hmm. She hasn't dropped enough yeah, yeah, yet, yeah. so it's just like I can't even put her in that discussion. But then what about her? Her has three mixtapes in an album. That's true. Four mixtapes in an album, actually. LMA has one album. LMA has one album. SZA has an album and beforehand. SZA got singles. Wrote for everybody. Nope. SZA has two mixtapes in an album. Queen Nyjah, I have no idea what she does. Yeah, that's why I don't know why Nyjah's in there. Yeah, me either. She's a YouTuber and she has an amazing voice. Probably one of the best voices out of these four, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Really? She's an amazing voice. Very old school, like 90s. You could feel the pain and conviction in her voice when she sings. Um, So I like that about her. What's Jesse Reyes? I haven't heard enough. See, and this is a conversation that came up like. Is she R&B? Is she Nelly Furtado? Like, like we're, we're the same way you'd throw Nelly Furtado into like, a, like because she worked with Timberland. Is is that is that, that like an R and B? What is that? That's, that's a pop. Promiscuous mm-hmm. was an R and B. Nah, it's, that was like hip hop ish. Like I don't know. There's a weird. <laughs> it's a weird <laughs> middle thing there. Do you know, get what I'm saying? Like where an artist, especially if they're not black, we start going. Is that R and B? We talked about it a little bit yeah. last week. Where if if a like, black person did promiscuous girl, if a black person did promiscuous, I still wouldn't consider that R and B because it's like I don't consider like um, hit him up uh, hit him up style. Uh, um, you don't think that's R and B? When it com- becomes a, f- I feel like we should there should be a BPM cutoff. Get what I'm saying? Like there's some music that's too fast paced for me to be like that's R and B. R and B to me. It, it's rhythm and blues and the and rhythm is not defined by a, a pace, but like, I just feel like it's a slower pace. I, you know so, what so what what about blue cantrells freaking with with the uh with with that um I only know Hit Em Up Style. That's the only song I know by Blue Cantrell. That one song with the uh, Indian uh He's so contagious. That's Truth Hurts. Truth Hurts, sorry. Yeah. That song. What would you consider that? I would consider that R and B. I didn't think that was fast paced at all. No, it was very slow. It but was not very slow, but it was. It's, it's very sampling. slowly, like the way she sang it, it was very drawn out, very like, 
seductive. It wasn't like a very like, oh, we're having fun. Or when I was I guess it does have like an old time swing and jazz feel to it. Yeah, it's just there's a certain pace that I feel doesn't go along with an R&B vibe. And that might be just me. No, because it was derived from like an old time style. Yeah. But then like infused and and mixed up with some current hip hop because uh, people were questioning my, my weekend choice saying that weekend is pop culture pop music right and pop music technically is still is just popular music yeah it's which not a genre means drake is pop yeah you know what i mean so it's and, not a genre we, it's just popular music but we still consider him in rap talks we still consider him in r&b talks so mm. it's like what artists and it might be to, uh, a partly the artist's fault for being so experimental or just being so cultured in different types of music where it's like you can't call it an R&B because if you listen to their album there might be the only song that sounds R&B whereas this one might be a rock influence hip hop influence like there's so many different stuff so is it like is it just because they're singing they're, it's rhythm and blues you know what I mean? Is it because they're black? Is it because they're black? Is it because, they're, because there's talking, a rapper on it? If we're talking singing and it's slow, Ed Sheeran's an R&B singer. Yeah, Adele's exactly. an R&B singer. What about pop songs with Jack rappers Smith. on it? Right? Pop songs, that too. Like Just because Quavo's on it makes it a rap song? It's it's very interesting. on, And I think we really do need to define how we approach what R&B is because I feel like that's something not a lot of people talk about too much and I don't know how they even set those rules like as far as the Grammys go where do you cut off at R&B who's, who's not considered in that pile and is it the artists do they is it whatever they submitted as is that what you consider the R&B only if they've submitted it and said yes this is R&B because if you think about it Rihanna uh, I heard Charlamagne saying say something about this. Rihanna wasn't considered urban until she made a song with Young Jeezy's Soul Survivor. And mm. that's, that's when she started getting on urban radio. She wasn't on urban radio before that. She was pop. Interesting. But she had R&B songs that we all know about. We Ride was on her first album. Big tune. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, obviously she did R&B. She's black. She yeah. sang slow songs. Like, what is the cutoff? Is well, it the artist that decides it, or is it us? Well, what about Shaggy's It Wasn't Me, right? It has an R&B singer on there. It has an R&B singer. He's, sing, he's singing in reggae, reggae yeah. but, but it's considered pop, Reggae soul. Right? Or, is that reggae soul? Right? You know what I mean? Like we, These are the things we need, we need to discuss, people. And I feel like it has to be the artist at the end of the day because the, the general, like the art, audience isn't going to come together and be like yes this is what it is together like if we could do that then racism would be gone it's like it's the art it's on the artist the onus is on the artist to define what they are and if they do the thing where it's it's like oh i'm you know i'm, I'm not i don't want to be defined be i'm yeah. not defined then don't define me with these titles and labels i am an artist <laughs> and my music is my creative output yeah exactly so like how do we that's what my genre is called. <laughs> <laughs> I love making music in the genre. Lil Zan, everyone. Lil Zan, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's, I need that, that's something we definitely need to discuss. 
maybe we need to get an artist on here to talk about that. Um, we do have some artists in mind that we're gonna be talking to in the new year. Mm. Yo, you fun, know who? You stuff. know who I was talking to? Who came by yesterday to my house? And he said he'll come through if he has Morgan time. Freeman. No, um, the dude uh, Kent something. Konnichiwa. You know that's oh, telling me this. Yeah, you're telling me that. Oh man, from Miami. Say what's up with you, baby? I never forget. Yeah, yeah. He came through the crib yesterday. Just on, on with my homie. I was like, oh shit, you, you that guy. But I didn't even know it was him because he came in with a ski he said, mask. And he's he like, says, hey, I understand, yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember that song. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's dope, man. Good dude. Good dude. Mm, dope. Dope. So we should have him on yep. if we can. Okay, we got. Once again, we got. I want to get Kalani on here. Kalani. It's the homie. Let's go. And she has her own podcast. So that'd be People, really cool. who do you want to hear on the, on the, on extra gravy? Who do you guys want to come out? Pick a name, any name. It's like, um, let's get into this Kanye shit, man. Let's get into this Kanye. Oh, shit. Kanye. So, uh, Kanye oh, went on to a little uh, rant spree on Twitter. Hey, intern, can you do me a favor and hold my mic for me while I roll my marijuana blunt? <laughs> <laughs> You're dumb. I don't know how comfortable I am doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. To my mouth. There we go. You're my mic stand right now, intern. This is Drake and Kanye. (laughs) God damn it. Fuck with you. Feel free to take the mic whenever you want to say something. Uh, Don't do it ever again. I was just about to say, I'm not. I I, I have to look at the the contract. Let's talk about this shit. All right. Here we go. Kanye and Drake. Kanye and Drake. Basically, Kanye's uh, trying to sell something again, and he went on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> and just went off on Drake saying a bunch of things. Um, for example, sicko mode. Why you sneak this in me, Travis? How could you allow that? Uh, Drake called. Him I am your brother-in-law. Drake allegedly called him, threatening him. Travis allegedly called him, threatening him during the rant. Uh, he also said that Drake threatened his kids and his family. Kim K got in on it, said, don't ever diss my husband. and He paved my the he way paved for people like for, you, Drake. He made, without Kanye, there isn't a Drake. Oh, my God. I don't know why she said that shit. Kanye to you is like Paris Hilton to me. Basically. And it was just like, <laughs> what were your take on the whole thing? Did you see when it was happening? My favorite memes were the ones when it would show like, like Kanye or like people just screaming at nothing. When it was just like, oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. oh Kanye res- on the train, yeah, like yeah. Drake, Drake responded like, you know, or whatever. Yeah, Drake just- responded with uh, basically uh, laughing emojis on his Insta story. Yeah, that's it. Just laughed, laughed it off, and that's that. And that's the thing with the internet. It's like whoever's talking the most usually looks the weakest, no yeah. matter if you're right or wrong. So it's like there's t- been tons of times Azalea Banks has had a point, but because she just went on for so long, it's and like, it was uh, so ugly. Okay, we don't want to hear you anymore. Just Shut up, off, right? So it's it, obvious the frustration level is high uh, with Kanye right now, especially in the black community. Um, mm-hmm. And it it came to no surprise that his his Yeezys were on sale the next day or coming out or dropping the next day. Um, so that weakened his argument a lot for people. Uh, he also seemed just very. He said he's off his meds, so it's clear that this was a a moment. For him, 
he said he's been off his drugs and just making music and his hair so much clearer. He's becoming, he's going back to being him, which I can't tell is a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people were really running with this narrative that Kanye paved the way for Drake. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Uh, I think Kanye paved the way for a lot of people, but like you can't discredit fucking Lil Wayne. Like, mm-hmm. but if like if you're talking about paving the way for sing rappers that sing, like people would say 808 Heartbreaks is the reason why Drake, you know, is where he's at. Some people whatever, would say you know? Right? There could be a lot of things, but like you <laughs> can't sit there, 50. like Kim Kardashian. Like you are not a hip hop aficionado. You may be married to. It's a hip hop a legend in the game. I really feel like that was Kanye tweeting on yeah, shit. Sure. Right? <laughs> just the timing of it and everything and just the way it was tweeted, it just felt like like he first made, of he all, made, Kim, yeah. you use Twitter a lot. Oh right? You know Drake don't use no Twitter. Like you know he's not responding. Why are you adding him? Just stop. Don't at me, bitch. Kanye I can understand. And Kanye didn't even at Drake because he know that nigga don't use Twitter. So it's just like, what the fuck what are we doing here? Um, and but why did the he take paving way for Drake thing? It's just super wild. He, I just Drake, don't know why he took to Twitter. Like, what's because that's his number one outlet. That's where he gets. That's where he gets his shit off. That's where you go viral. It's Twitter. It's it's gonna get you talked about on every blog. That's where people are at most, more than any other social media network. Uh, but the whole paving way for Drake thing, Drake did at one point say that Kanye's his biggest inspiration. Drake has said that about a lot of people. Like, people are trying to use that argument. Drake has said that about Black Thought. Drake mm-hmm. has said that about... Uh, what was the guys that did the, the menstrual... Little Brother. Little Brother. Yeah. Drake has said that about countless people, especially if you guys remember Drake in 09, 2010 times. No matter what OG hit him up. I had so much. Res- I have so much respect for this guy. He is a genius. Well, mm, he wasn't trying to yeah. step on no toy toes at the time. If, listen, as a Toronto person, I could put it in perspective because I'm here. Okay, we were like, we know what it is when it comes to Toronto rap and going global and mainstream, right? Yep. Not the easiest thing. Oh nine, oh eight, right? There was Drake no infrastructure. Was the guy that's gonna be the guy to do it, correct? Still has an inferiority complex. Still an inferiority complex. He's black. He's Jewish. He was on Degrassi. He has no fucking reason to be here. Like, there's no reason Drake should be on this level that he's getting to. But yet, here we are, right? The entire city city of Toronto has put an un... Like, I don't even think we vocalized the pressure that was on Drake at the time. To succeed, right? Because at the time, we're not thinking he's going to be the biggest rapper in the world. We're mm-hmm. just hoping that this nigga sells some records out there. Just sell we some just records We just hope he doesn't make us look bad. And don't make know? us look bad. Don't make us look like a pussy. Don't make us look like every Canadian stereotype ever. Be And be us. Like The thing is, I don't think a lot of people realize how important it was until he went on that tour with Drake and was doing Mrs. Officer, Mr. Officer, Mrs. Officer... With, with Drake and when Trey Songs and replacement girl with him and flew down there and all that shit. Like, these were big moments for us here in Toronto because we never had a guy other than Cardinal and Chocolate doing some shit like that. Yeah. Like, especially not on a regular basis. 
where other people are like, yo, we really love this guy. Me no. seeing an American say, I really love Cardi, at that point, super rare. Unless you're talking about Akon mm. and the Eminem song. Mm. Super rare. No, once they, once we find started to realize the Americans love Drake more than we did, that's when we were like, we no, 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 wait, what, no, yeah, I, of course you love him. Like, we love uh, him too. You know what like, I mean? We didn't love him all the time. not everybody loved Drake at the time. Like, it was still that, that Toronto mentality, like, and a lot of doubt of, he's not really going to make it. So, you put all that pressure on someone, and now they're meeting the greats. Now they're in rooms with the people that us back home look up to. You think that nigga's gonna jump in the game dissing or not paying homage to nah. for him? It was That's almost 50, like he that was, was fifty style. He Drake doesn't look like a fifty cent nah. that can come in guns a blazing. Not at all. Not and, fucking light skin, perfect haircut, Drake. And I half Jewish boy. No, nah. speaking for us because it's like when does Toronto ever get to be on that global stage and say how Toronto feels about this person? How Toronto feels about Kanye. How Toronto feels about Jay-Z. How Toronto feels about Trey Song. All these people he got into rooms with, he was able to vocalize how we feel here back at home about them. And let them know that we fuck with them just as much as American people. We know y'all music. Like, <coughs> we're, not, we're not new to this. We're true to this. So it's just like, if, when you, if, if you're going to take those quotes of Drake saying, oh, yeah, you know, Kanye's my biggest inspiration. And he's the most influential guy out right now, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, those things are true to an extent, but you also have to understand the pressure on him to be that good networking guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he could not step on toes. He wasn't in no position to do so. He was still speaking American to y'all niggas. Yeah. There was still American <laughs> slang all over everything Drake said. Yeah. He wanted to fit in that much, and we all were the same way. He was a representation of us. We did the same thing back home, too. We are talking, speaking American Ebonics all the time. So it's just like. It's until he fucking made the Toronto slang cool that like we started really embracing it. And I feel like Drake, regardless of Kanye being around or not, there's Kid Cudi, there's Drake, there's Wale, all J. Cole, all at the same time coming out, right? You mean to tell me all those guys <laughs> listened to college, uh, listened to graduation and said, and 808's and Heartbreak and said, yeah, that's how I need to rap. Just like two years before, and it, that, that, that just created their entire career. I don't think so. I think these guys, it was, a, it was a reflection of the times we were in where men weren't thinking they needed that all that bravado to be, you know, looked at as a man. So yeah. it was like more so the reflection of the times and people starting to speak their mind a lot more. And while you got guys like Drake who flourished, guys like J. Cole who flourished because they're talking about a young experience of a young black man and they're talking about and the their specific their relationship era. and their character. Not just drugs and who got money and flexing cars and I beat this nigga up and I'll fuck you up lyrically. Like It became more than that. It became more nuanced. And I think that it would have been that way, regardless of Kanye, it was whoever <laughs> whoever was coming next was going to be that person. I don't think Kanye started that. Mm. It's just like how nowadays people are fucking wiling over Jay-Z verses. No, Ka- when but- Jay-Z's been talking about independence. No, but you got to remember, black though. Independence, black um, money, power, ownership. ownership from the time Rockefeller basically started. 
like he was talking about. You could look up interviews, yeah. people, where he's talking about, yo, me, you know, um, bad boys, death row. You know, we all need to come together. Black-owned companies doing black-owned things. We need to come together, put our money mm-hmm. together, put our heads together, see how we can make some more of this money about, and do shit ourselves because a lot of these niggas are out here getting fucked by the industry. But, yo, if there's anything that Kanye did or paved the way for Drake, it's for, like, rappers that don't live the hood life, you know, can still be mainstream and, and be respected by everybody on all levels, Right. Cause like Drake's not a fucking hood man. I think before like, but this is at a time when like that couldn't exist. Like common, the common senses and and all these like positive rappers mm-hmm. like, no one cared for them. But then when Kanye came to that forefront, everyone was like, okay, no, we we can we can back this. But I think it was a thing where Kanye infused a bit of street with his own style of like I'm not a hood guy. But he's not. But he's never talking about guns. Never talking about property. Why was he in state property stabbing someone then? Like, there's little moments where you can pinpoint Kanye trying to bank on street stuff. Of course, he has to. Because he's in that world. That mix of the two gets you respect because you can't... But you're not... Nobody is ever honestly looking at Kanye West and think he's banging. All right? No, I get that. But it's not necessarily looks. It's who you're around as well. You're coming up with guys who are considered real niggas. Yeah, and that's why why he was accepted because real motherfucking cats were just like, yo, we fucks with you, Yeezy. Mm-hmm. We fuck with you, Kanye. And mm-hmm. the rest of the world were like, yeah, you know what? We fuck with you too. So in bec- and th- and that same vein, Weezy did that for Drake. And I think that's where the the, the comment paved is the he paved the way. Because exactly. like, you're, you're the sensitive rapper just like my husband. Guys like you exist because of guys like Kanye. That's like... Probably where she's trying to go, but in I doubt a, in, that's in a, she was trying to. She her specifically was right, trying to go. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe Kanye was trying to make people believe that because maybe no, maybe yeah, it was he, him he that was tweeted it. Right? <laughs> you, there wouldn't be no you without me too. He said that a couple tweets in various ways. But like that that goes without saying. Like we all know people pave ways. Everyone paves ways. But I, I think it, some people only pave ways because they were there <laughs> first. Hmm. They're never there I first. I think some people. Only paved ways because they were there first. Kanye produced for a whole heap of street niggas who could easily give him some street cred and backing. But name so name a producer. Came in with nobody, with no one. But name if a producer real, that has has rapped successfully. Name a producer that's rapped successfully as successfully as no, Kanye. Like, well, but uh-huh. you you could say Pharrell. You could say. Fucking Timberland, you could see all those guys, but no. Kanye J. is. J Cole, you could say J Cole, yeah. J Cole, J. Cole produces well. for himself, and he yeah. raps better than Kanye West. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Not as successful, obviously. Yeah. But he raps better than Kanye West, and there's a bunch of guys now that produce their own <laughs> stuff and rap really. Even well. Eminem raps. Tyler the Creator Tyler raps the creator. better than Kanye West and produces his own stuff. So it's like, it, that that's where you can say paved the way, because it's like. There were no producers being considered on an elite level before put Kanye. Up before Kanye. Drake, for me, was the guy that came in with no street affiliation and spoke from his heart about different shit. And, you know, things popped from there. That he's certain certain, like, sensitive topics that most men at the time 
dare speak on exactly because you know you're putting your look at that song fear look at that song fear yeah you know what i mean it's, it's just you're putting your heart on the line in a in this machismo era right where in a all, machismo arena right where testosterone is at is is at an all-time high with the street shit and, and is revered too right and you're able to like i think the world needed it definitely right? they were kind of feeding for it and mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in hip-hop that felt excluded because they couldn't live that life so once they found like somebody they could actually relate to to a certain extent just like yes drake finally light like you know what you i know? compare it to this is it's 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 the the black guy that dresses in button-ups all the time in boat shoes like that, the white girls Isn't that way more like kept, when he came out though? way more comfortable bringing that black guy home to their parents because of course he's not black black quote unquote. <laughs> so it's just like you know what I mean. That it it's he because it, it was easily it was easy to say that rap was already a household name. It was already like making its way to the top. Um, but it was still one of those things where you couldn't just play it anywhere you wanted all the time because there were adults around that would be like, yo, what are you listening to? Like, that's too that's too much. It's too aggressive or it's too uh, insulting or whatever. Yo, I was watching Cardi B on James Corden karaoke. So that was one of the Cross best wide. episodes that yo, they've done. And, and the fact the that he's cussing, she cussed. I'm like, and she's like, yeah, when I was a strip, I'm like, I love... Progression, how some like just, I guess normalized at this uh, point, or is it whatever. We know your story, whatever. We ain't judging you, Cardi. Yeah. Let it be known. But you see, it's you see what how let's say, bitch. So let's good. say all of it. I was yeah. waiting, I was waiting for him to slip. James I, Gordon's pretty good. Yeah. I want people to acknowledge the whole Cardi thing as a prime example of like not judging a book by its cover because it's like once people got to know Cardi is once everything started to happen for her. She was a stripper for the longest time and wasn't popular because of that. It's her personality, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, that, there's a big lesson there. There's a huge lesson there. Look at what she's become. Almost almost entirely. <coughs> like I would say 70% of why we like Cardi is it's almost like Tupac. We love the personality. You know what I mean? And Obviously, she's not saying prolific things like Tupac or like anything life-changing but she has she does use her platform in the correct way we saw what happened this week with Offset mm-hmm. trying a ting that was kind of romantic pardon me that was so romantic oh I thought you were like being like for real um <laughs> I was scared I was really scared I was really scared what do you mean I was getting scared now. If he did it, yeah, that's pretty. It was whack. <laughs> it was bad, man. Oh my god! It was bad because for a number of reasons. First, of all, I have, I have a feeling like he knew, like he had he deep down he had the strong feeling like, oh, she gonna take me back after this. Trust me, boy. She gonna take me back, bro. She gonna take me back. You had bro. to have thought that. Why right? did you do it? And he comes up there, just his stance, like the way he stood. He looked like a dog with its tail in between well, his legs. Well, still like that for a reason because of what her initial like. Anyways, we'll, we'll detail, detail the whole thing. It was bad for so many reasons. His stance, horrible. Yeah. You got to have your, get get your neck up. Get your chin up, son. Second, and he called her bruh. He said bruh. Bruh. I love you, bruh. I bro. just want to say I'm sorry, bruh. I love you, bruh. I bro. love you, bruh. 
And like I just want to say it in front of the world You know what I'm saying I'm like My nigga I mean his thing was like If 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 my mistakes Can be shown to the world Then my apologies Should be shown to the world Yeah I saw that tweet Blah 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 blah, blah. He's an idiot You already apologized Publicly On a public platform In an, in a washroom where you were talking hella quietly, by the way. I don't, I, I don't know if Cardi noticed it, but I, I noticed your volume. I don't know why you were talking so low. Yeah. Like, you are ashamed of it. And that matched with his actions or how he spoke on the stage shows me that, okay, cool, he may love her, but he, not, he's, he still doesn't love her more than he loves his masculinity. Mm-hmm. Because he was afraid to look like a bitch to other mandem that are seeing the video you see what i'm saying or other mandem that are seeing him on stage doing this because you know when you're saying something um that you feel might be like a little bit threatening to your manhood you might add like a yo or fam on it or like yeah. something to man it up you know what i mean like yeah. you, Spring- sometimes we man up sentence. sprinkle up sprinkle some man up sprinkle some like yo fire, you're not gonna fire, like, no. manicure b like you make sure you yeah. know you add that b you're not gonna be like yo Yo, fam, I'm gonna go get a manicure. Or no, no, you don't say. I'm gonna go get a manicure. It's the. You say, Yo, dog, I'm gonna go touch this manicure thing. Still, like, you it's try the to compensation to yeah, it's to the puff of the puffing of the chest. So that's why he that's why he added the bras on stage because it's like oh, he man, he I'm couldn't saying all the sentimental stuff. But I gotta man it up, like. Well, see, there's a part of it that was like, you know what? <laughs> this is maybe like one of the first times in hip hop you've seen like somebody in a masculine position actually put down his guard in an attempt it may have been a failed attempt because it's you could still see through it to and and make it and you could also see that it might have just been him trying to save face too right but like let's keep it real not many people in hip-hop would have ever done in a public apology like that smart. ever no. right because they're smart so 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 at what point do you say you're not gonna admire like, his bravery in that moment when you're mad yeah. You're mad. You've interrupted her set, which is that's work. So now what happens? And not only that, but now all these people that are here to see her as the first female headliner of Rolling Loud and having her own moment for that are now looking at her as like the girl who just dissed offset and not paying attention to her as the artist anymore. Now it's about this. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's on their phone. Fucking tweeting and Instagramming during the set. Yeah. Now you gotta think about it the mm-hmm. rest of the set. You know what I mean? And like that could that that's fucking with my money. Yeah. Now I'm like I'm, I'm dead ass pissed, of course. And on top of that, you already ap- apologize on a public forum. Mm-hmm. I get I that. To I get this that. privately. And then now you well, make okay. it even more public. You're gonna embarrass me even more. What happens? What, what happens though? What would happen? If she accepted the apology and hugged him and was like, I love you, I love you, Offset. Yeah, let's work this out. Even if it was genuine, it would have looked like an entire thing was staged. Yeah, yeah. She couldn't have, she, even if she wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah. The, if, even if she wanted to, there's no way she could have accepted that, that apology on stage without, without it looking like they manufactured this whole thing for this moment. Probably announce a reality show the next day or some shit. Like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, people would be devaluing the moment. There's no way. <laughs> Which is why it looks so stupid. Because there's no winning if you do this. From a marketing standpoint, it's dumb. From a, a human standpoint, it's dumb. It just doesn't make sense. 
Why'd you do this? Why? <laughs> I just don't understand it. Like I, I guess okay, I'm just playing devil's advocate. We're just playing like I'm trying to I'm trying to give him the benefit of the difference. doubt, man. He forgot her birthday. Okay? okay, say he forgot her birthday, then he does that. Big difference. Yeah, she's accepting. People understand it. It's cute. Great story. He cheated on her multiple times. Not just yeah. once. Multiple fucking times. Yeah, 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 obviously. This is yeah. bad. It's this terrible. This is more than coming on stage with some flowers and yeah, let's get married <laughs> again. Yeah, totally. This thirty-second conversation completely changed my mind. Yeah, I, th- I think if, thousands of if she did accept the apology, I think everybody would turn on her too and be like, she "All right, she would get you. such bad." Women would be like, "Why are oh, you taking it back? He's a piece of shit." Okay, so you know what? Good for you, Cardi. Good. After after all she's done for women in regards of changing the view of sex workers, they'll be like, "Oh, now we understand why he's a stripper." Of doing that performance that she did when she was pregnant. Even though people advised against it, she didn't. She, she like, didn't pull out. Even though Beyonce pulled out, she didn't pull out. Just the way she's carried herself thus far, and what she's done for women and the empowering of women. Mm-hmm. Let's not even talk about what Bodak Yellow did for women's fucking self-esteem. Yeah. And what her music in general does for women's self-esteem. She she's held to a high regard in terms of women, and I really hope she understands her place is now very reminiscent of Beyonce's place where it's like, yo, you represent, you are like president of woman. Yeah. Like, you you are repping for us. Don't fucking let us down. Yeah. She's very cordial when mm-hmm. it comes to other young female rappers coming up in the game. Very inviting. Yeah. She had a show. She had a bunch of them perform. She ain't pompous and arrogant She's like other female them. rappers. She's going against all the usual female stereotypes that a lot of men created. Yeah. And saying, fuck that. You know what I mean? And showing that, you know, the love is leading. So it's like, for her to, if she were to do that, like, I think people understand if they get back together eventually. I think people understand because a lot of, especially young mothers, understand the importance of having a two parent household and how much they feel like it's important to have that. A lot of women eat so much shit. Just to fucking have a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it yep. <laughs> multiple times. Yep. They eat a lot of shit just to make sure their kid grows up with a dad. So it's like, I think a lot of people will be sincere and empathetic <coughs> to that, but not at that sense. Not at that point. Not, not, not right there. there. Not, not there. this quick. And Yeah, not at this juncture. And not at this juncture. <laughs> No, I'll give it some time off. Said we get, but you know what? I guess once again to give him the benefit of the doubt, he's tripping. He don't know what the fuck to do. He's lost love of his life. He's trying everything he can. I don't know, man. I but you like still it's fucked a, up. I feel like it's a business. You're still thing. fucked up. There's part of me that feels like it's a business thing, I'm, because I feel like Cardi uh, uh, associated with QC brings QC more money than a QC being affiliated with Cardi brings Cardi money. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think QC's doing anything for Cardi. In terms of career. Whereas I think QC benefits greatly with having Cardi B under the label. Or associated with the label, at least. Mm -hmm. Because she's Atlantic, no? Yeah. So, yeah. This the association there is huge. They manage her? I'm pretty sure they manage her. Yeah. So So it's just like... It's it's different. Um, It's takeoff's turn. 
<laughs> Let's go take off. Let's go take off. It's your time to take off, baby. Um, you got this. Yeah, I need take off to like start dating someone. He <laughs> he's not supposed to like scissor. No, he 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 just <laughs> needs to do something. Scissor and take off, please. We need to see it happen. I mean, I hope his DJ thing pops off and it becomes like a like a. Fucking like a, like a movie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, I just hope yeah. he, he becomes one of those big DJs in the world, like <laughs> like DJ like Pauly D. Or Pauly D or, no, not Pauly. What's his name? Like you know, uh, Steve Aoki or <laughs> fucking one of those <laughs> guys off, throwing cakes in people's faces. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, did you guys see what happened between Ebro and Kodak? Yeah, so little that. little Breakfast Club moment. Uh, Hot ninety seven. But I know, but like. The way baby walked out. Oh yeah, 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 definitely a yeah, definitely a breakfast. I, I think that's the first time I see somebody walk out on 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 Evo. I don't no, know. I've seen Joe Budden walk out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. It's about the only other person. I'm pretty sure there's been more though. Um, yeah, Ebro uh, brought up Kodak sexual assault charge from 2016. Um, awesome. Considering that Kodak recently received an April 2019 trial date for the case, it was, you know, that's. A, <laughs> People are okay. So he brings it up. And he basically says, you know, I know you can't talk about it. But, you know, we'd be remiss to not bring up your case, sexual assault case. Um, I understand you can't talk about it. We're not going to talk about it here. But, you know, um, we take it very, take that kind of stuff very serious here. And um, I know you can't go into detail, but, you know, uh that that case is we, when you come back we can have a deeper conversation about that because it is a serious topic and we're hearing these stories a lot mm-hmm. right now i understand why ebro said it mm-hmm. okay why did when you're say, talking why you about when you're talking about what's recently been going on with the oscars with kevin hart and just companies dealing with people <clears throat> either with pending cases or previous cases, or just even accusations. Yeah, just, everybody's getting pulled up. On Everyone's it. getting pulled up on it, right? And to have Kodak come up on the show during a very heated time and not bring it up puts another L on Hot 97, which they really can't afford at this time. Yeah. Right? Them not bringing it up looks like they're choosing sides, which is a sexual assault side. You don't want to be associated with that. So I get bringing it up. However, he didn't try to move on. That was my that was my issue with it. You bring it up, cool. Save your own back. Mm-hmm. Get that. You know, as a company, you got to look out for your company. But move on if you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Don't say it in circles. And then leave it open-ended. He left it in the air, bro. Like, if you watch the video, you just left it there. Mm-hmm. For a second, and Kodak, you see Kodak getting like frustrated or whatever, and Ebro digs a little further. You seem a little mad that I brought that up, what right? A piece of shit. <clears throat> and it's like, okay, why are you doing that? Yeah, that's that's some real. Do you don't want to talk there. about this? Move on. You know you can't talk about it legally. Mm-hmm. Move on, right? And. Kodak's not in the clear because I feel like he missed out on an opportunity just like Kevin Hart missed out on an opportunity. Where if you are not this person, it's very easy to just say it. I feel like if you are not this person, it's not a 
difficult thing to say, especially if you want to clear and defend your own name. I feel like it would be in your best interest to take this as an opportunity. I think it's this. It's this, It's very similar to that moment on CP24 when Mike Tyson got pissed off at mm-hmm. homie yep. for asking him about the rape charge. But then I get why Mike was mad because he's like, "That's so. I'm done away with that. Like that was so long. It's that was done. years That's ago. That's finished. But this is fresh. Mm-hmm. So once again, I can understand why he would bring it up. But then it's in the way that he did. It was just like. It's obvious. He's just trying to set him up for yeah. a, a soundbite. Yeah. It's like he was leaving it up there for a soundbite or a headline or a thumbnail, bro. Because it's like, if you can't talk about this and you're saying it, it's coming out of your lips. We can't talk about this. I understand right now is very sensitive. And then I feel Ebro was a dick about it even more. Like, he was being very... Like, yeah, it's your show. Kick people off. Do whatever you feel you need. It's your show. But, like... He was acting like a kid. He's like, yeah, get out of my show. He's like, like yeah, of course. I mean? like, like, oh, man, you know. You're not allowed to like come to my entertaining bullshit. He's like, I feel like y'all be entertaining bullshit or whatever. And like it's entertaining or whatever. And if y'all don't have anything else to talk about. Or no, if uh, I feel like we should just change the subject. And he, and, or oh, I'm going to walk out. And he bro's like, oh, there well, go. we ain't got to talk about, we don't have to talk about nothing else. We can, we can be done right here. And... Kodak left right after that, and Ebro's just yapping off, yeah, obviously. But that's just Ebro. I feel like Ebro has a lot of a lot of those tendencies of, um, just spice. Like he has to have Angry the last bit of spice in every situation, and he has to he get the last lie, say the lie, last lie, words. He goes into never-ending arguments with people he doesn't need to even respond to. And I don't know if it's a matter of fear of relevancy fading or what it is, but I feel like there's an insecurity there, which is why he feels the need to, to do that every time. Once again, I understand why he brought it up. Completely get that. But to, to not egg it on, but to allow it to go even further was, his, was on him. For Kodak not to take that as an opportunity to be like, that is not me. Um, I've actually donated to this and this uh, recently as a, as a token of, you know, where, where I stand on the issue. I feel like it's wrong to do this and yada, yada, yada. And I feel like my case, which I can't talk about, will reveal that I'm innocent or whatever he needs to say about that. Yeah. He, he missed an opportunity where it's like he didn't, he didn't need to... Act so defensive if it's not true. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think he's surrounded by the type of people that would advise him, like like media trainers around him that like would go over how to how to react to situations like that. I feel like you if you don't like have someone, he probably does. But like, I also feel like he's just so street. Yeah, he's from yeah. Like and yeah. even you know, my homie, Florida's like it's just like yo, that's exactly how Florida, Miami motherfuckers are. Hard-headed, they do whatever the fuck they Yeah. Like, I get, he's like, I get why Kodak did that. I get why they act like that. Like, don't, don't fucking challenge a fucking Miami cat like that. Yeah. You know? And so in a sense, I, I understood why he did it, but I'm also like, I, I, I fucking, I feel bad for Kodak. I really do. 
Because I, I feel bad I, for him as because... OG, as like an old... old as I'm kind of considered an old hip-hop head. That, that I, I really like Ebro. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, yo, man, he, he misrepresented that day, man. He fucked up. I feel like he just put him in a compromising position that he didn't need to put him in. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do all that. Um, Tori and Royce... Yeah, oh, oh, oh. boy. Let's go. Yeah, it's Let's go. round. This is Royal Rumble right here, man. Yeah, honestly. He just threw join around, and then the next person that ran in was Three, fucking two. Yeah, here comes ah. Royce the Flyline running down. So this is how it all began. Somebody uh, named Guap183 asked Royce, "Do you think Tori won that joiner battle?" Royce and Joyner just did a song together not too long ago, so obviously he <laughs> sided with him and said no, um, which Tory Lanez took great offense to. Woo! Got in those mentions and said, that's why you rapidy-ass niggas always had the wrong conception of a W. First of all, what does wrong conception of a W mean? A wrong conception? Okay. Shut up, word. I feel. Did he just say conception? Is conception a word? That's what I was when I read. It, I was I feel like, like he said concept is, and then yeah, just made a shot on con, it. Con, yeah, he just put a shot on. He said conception. Yeah, it's he the had concept. Conception is not a word. Of a W yeah. shows why y'all careers look how they look now. Spicy, like real spicy. He was just he had his like I feel like it wouldn't have been that offensive if he kept it at. That's why you rapidly ass niggas. Like that's it's disrespect, but it's not. It's a light. It's a little salt bay. It's a little you know seasoning disrespect. It's mm-hmm. not too crazy. It's like but then he had to pepper. spice it. He had to put a little scotch bonnet on it. Plenty. With uh, shows why y'all careers look how they look now. Nah. Stupid. He never says stupid, but he might as well have said stupid. Um. So crooked, <laughs> crooked eye got on Twitter. He sees everything when it comes to rap beef. <laughs> He's quick with it. With that crooked said, eye. I see no mention of a challenge. So in your opinion, was this an invitation to the smoke or a frustrated reaction? And then Royce got into Tory's mentions and replied to him and said, no need to get upset, little homie. I thought yours was dope too. Somebody like you disrespecting somebody like me is ridiculous though. I'm going to let you slide because you're new. And so that was still... Cordial, also very cordial, diplomatic, but a little bit sunning. A little bit of sunning in there. But very you sunning. Have, you have to show your elder. You got to show that you're the elder. Got to put you this know? in perspective. It's a young man, young flexing, uh, young rich nigga. You put a little sun on him. Uh, he ain't gonna like that, especially if he feels like he got more money than you. But then, in the same way, do we feel like, like Tory Lanez feels like he has more money than Royce? If you could dish it, you got to take it. If you're gonna throw that little spice on there, Roy, uh, Tory. Why can't he clap back? Fair. No, very fair. But But do you think that Tory thinks that he has more money than Royce? Probably. And do you think that that would be triggering if you... A lot of the times it's a money money thing. A lot of the times it's a posturing thing. Like, my money money stacks are way higher than yours, so I stand tall. And he's a little dude. He may have a Napoleon complex. And it's fair to say that Tory has had more mainstream success than Royce. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. So he may just feel like an overall better artist. Yeah. Uh, situation escalated from there. And Tori said, ain't nobody scared of Rolls 57 <laughs> lyrically. I deleted my comment because I'm not going to keep acting like my nigga Joyner didn't do his thing. The old nigga kind of had a point. What I said came off like some hate and shit. 
People are allowed to think anybody won. Simple. Mm, what I what so, I see there is like a bit of both playing both sides. Like I'm a, I'm gonna show you how much sure I am, and I could I could, un- but I'm gonna throw a little tiny jab just to show that like I'm still no sucker. Mm. But so I, like when he calls a Rolls Fifty Seven already, he's 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 saying he's saying it with a very snide tone. My thing was when he, when Tori said the old nigga kind of had a point. Mm-hmm. What I said came off like some hating shit. People are allowed to think anybody won, right? If you agree with him, why are you still dissing him? It's like it's this 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 thing where it's like ah, I can't look like the loser on Twitter. I gotta look like I won, right? And he, that's where, like, he didn't have to say rolls 5-7. You were, his uh, name's right there. That's, that's, yeah. But think about it, like, you think about it. You didn't old nigga. If this was, if this was wildin' out, that's, that's just how it is. Like, yeah, whatever, Nick Cannon, which you're. But you this know, is not wildin' out. This is, this is just hip-hop. two people talking. This is hip-hop, right? This is two people talking. Yeah, it's hip-hop. But this, this doesn't seem like hip hop. <laughs> this is hip hop now in this day and age. Roy said, "My nigga, beefing over fucking Twitter, not over the, not in the streets. Don't shouting at each other physically. This was all. Well, I mean, like nobody shouting. was shouting at each other physically in the nineties. They're talking through interviews. Interviews through wax, where it's supposed to stay. No, they're talking straight up, just through interviews mm-hmm. on MTV, on interviews, on Sonia Hall, mainly wax." But mainly on wax. Nah, I I wouldn't say that. I'd say it's a good share of both because I I'd see it on both sides evenly. A lot of talk on MTV. A lot of talk on Arsenio Hall. A lot of talk on almost any platform they can get on. But that's but that's what I'm saying. Like people could talk all day. Like, but they, had, they didn't in have boxing. This. If they had this in '90s, niggas would be tweeting the same but way. But it's boxing. But until somebody they jump in the ring and start boxing. It's all fucking. Yes, yeah, I it's agree. All I agree. But, but I'm saying, saying but in the 90s, you, they would have talked like this regardless. If Twitter and, was around, they would have done the same thing. But I'm, I'm just saying, it's this day and age. This is like, this is how this is how beef in fucking hip hop in this day and age is over Twitter. Royce replied to him and said, "My nigga, if you try to get your motherfucking ass beat, you doing uh-huh. everything right. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt because you're Canadian." Now go play somewhere before I get upset. Oh, back to the sudden. Back to the sudden. And he brings Canada into it like we soft. Go play somewhere. He brings up a Canadian stereotype of us being soft. And he threatens him. So this was obviously going to go left. Then Royce followed that with saying, somebody better find that little sucker and take his phone before he gets himself in some trouble. I mean that. And to no one's surprise, Tori responded again. Easy, Mr. Muscle Milk. Don't let Don't your let gym, gym work out in the fumes in there. Start confusing your mind. mind. Ah. Old ass nigga talking about before he get, get upset, upset on, on Twitter. Twitter. Fuck you finna do. Fight me through emojis and texts. <laughs> nigga suck, suck my, my dick. dick. Hashtag young nigga world. World. Crying emoji. World. World. So it's like. Suck my dick. <laughs> A man was really good with his words, had very few words for that reply. I, cool. Remember, you said it, not me. Now, in my it's so cold in the deep. 
In my experience, when a nigga replies with that cerebral calmness, that just very okay. I don't have any trouble. If that's if that's how you want it, all right. Remember, you said it, not me. Whenever I've heard was there those any words, was there any response wow. after that one? There was none. No, yeah, none. yeah. Whenever, whenever somebody says those words, it's never, it's never been. Uh, yeah, you know you were right. You don't need to remember it, like. Like, this is going to, this might go left. However, however, just listening to Joe's podcast from last week, he had Tori on the phone talking about King of R&B, Joey, Royce, Slaughterhouse, Tori. I, I think we, you guys can see where I'm going. I, I think Joe would step in here as an OG and just tell Tori to calm down. Cause you think that's going to happen? I think so. I think Joe would tell him to calm down because he seems like him and Tori are good friends. And um, him and Joe, obviously, him and Royce, obviously, have a deep past. They're brothers, essentially, uh, through this music shit. And um, he knows what, you know, he knows what Royce is capable of. I, I, I only say this because I've seen a video of Royce with just the biggest guns. He's huge now. And bazookas. No, I'm he not even talking about his rocket. I'm not launcher. talking about his biceps. I'm talking about his actual guns. Oh, he's got an actual rocket. bazooka? He's yeah. got a bazooka and he's Sick. laughing with it in his hand. I don't trust anybody <laughs> laughing with a bazooka in their hand. That's no. just a lot. No. So Well, for some reason I have this thing that like everybody from Detroit this. is like Mark Wahlberg and Step Brothers. Mm. Like they're just crazy off the rockers. Yeah. Like they'll do stupid shit. The Tori fucking will get, well, not will the hurt you with slap shots with a puck. Mm, yeah, like, he probably will get approached about it if nobody talks, if nobody settles it. Like no OG steps in and says, "Yo, all right, yo, let's, come on, guys." I mean, I always love when when people talk, but like when you know like, exactly who's gonna win based off size. Oh yeah, like, this one's yeah, this one's in the bag. Royce is a huge. Like you really think like Tory versus anybody. Six mm, nine versus anybody. Because didn't he fuck up somebody on on video? Was it Travis? Was it Travis? Who is no. who was it that Tory fought? Oh no, he he challenged Travis. Travis was like in the studio talking shit, mm. and Tory was like, "I can clear out this whole fucking shit. We can get it on popping right now." Let's go in the other room right now. Let's do that's some yeah. that's some Miami shit right there too. So it's just like, all right, like you got fight in him. Cool. Yeah, you, you ever have to fight in close? Voice? Voice is no. Ch- that nigga is a—he's a tank. Bring the boom. I was looking forward to if they got on wax about this. That's that. That's all I want here. Because that's where it's supposed to be. Royce would come with the lyrical miracle, and Tori would have some. You'd have you'd have a fair share amount of digs as well. I think Tori could. You know. I think Tori could do it, man. I think Tori could say some shit as well. But as far as who'd win, I think. I think we know. Think would? I think Royce would. Personally. Funny thing is, I think hip hop aficionados and purists will 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 deem him the winner at the end. But internet, just because they like Tory better, might let him win. That's not when it comes to rap beef. Surprisingly, that's not how it works. No, I've seen like that. Like a lot of guys that people you think that like oh they like, but 
So who do you think like won though? Like MGK Eminem, for example. Nobody said Eminem won that, except for like real hardcore Eminem people. Jordan people that people said Kamikaze like, was an amazing MGK album. fucking actually fucking bonded him. MGK actually said some shit. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Tory Jordan Lucas thing. I think everybody before that would have been like, Jordan Lucas smoking that nigga. Yeah. No. Nope. Turn out that way. Didn't turn out that and way. No, nobody, he came back. Nobody he came said back. anything different other than Royce Five Nine. So it's just like, <coughs> I think it's very different when it comes to rat beef because I think everybody wants to seem like they know what they're talking about, so they really are objective when it comes to rat beef. That's the one no, thing where people are like, "All right, who's sicker?" But that's why it's so funny to me. Like, stop all this machismo talk. Like, let's fight this. Just fucking go to the rap and get it done with. Like nothing's going to the streets. No one's fighting. Like, yeah, and, and, and you know that. I and, know and, that. And, and I mean, but yeah, it can happen. But like, there's, there's no point because this is words. Like, I mean, don't, get, don't get all, don't get all your homies point. into it. Everybody's f- walking around with fucking entourages that are gonna fight other entourages over two guys' words. Like, there's just wrap it out. There's just fucking point. wrap it out. That's it. It's disrespect. It's disrespect, but it's also just it's it's hip hop. Leave it on wax. That was the point of it. Right? It started it's, off it's as the a ring. point. Though. The ring is th- but when someone the raps. Brings you there, when someone brings you there, like you slap someone, you can't tell them how to react. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, right now, this is the fucking... This is the, uh, the press conference smack talk right here. How would you feel if you were cordial with someone and how you were speaking to them? And they this, is, on this is no different than Conor McGregor fucking talking shit about everybody else he's fighting. And then once you get in the ring, which is the wax, which is the rap songs... That's when you figure out who's on top. Unless they actually duke it out. And then whoever wins in that fucking wins. <coughs> and how many people have actually duked it out in hip hop? A lot. And came out on top as a result of winning. And someone came out on the bottom as well, a result of losing. I think Royce wins this no matter what happens. Because so on twins. No, in in, in terms of in terms lyrical of, and physical. No, nah, in terms of um, just who wins out of this happening. Oh, this exchange. This yeah. exchange between this exchange, yeah. Tori's not winning anything, other than if they go into a lyrical battle and Tori wins. Yeah. Then you gain respect. Yeah, that that's yeah. your win. Yeah. But in terms of win. But everything else, he's shining. He's giving win, Royce the shine that he doesn't have right now. So in terms Royce of win, wins all Royce the time. Is, Royce is Jacquees. It's like, yeah. no one was really paying attention. I just shouldn't say no one. A lot of people weren't paying attention, whereas something like this would spark up people's attention to go find your previous music to see who you really are, to follow you on your social media, yeah. to see your next drop, to anticipate your next drop now because, oh, this is a guy that beat Tory Lanez. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, There's a lot more chances for W's for... Royce on this that he's got nothing to lose which is why this is all even more dangerous for Tory Tory has so much to lose in this Mm -hmm. whereas Royce doesn't really have anything to lose he's pushing in this situation and Tory's Drake one we know can rap one we know really raps for real like all the time you know what I mean and what the one does that the one that really raps all the time doesn't have as successful mainstream career as the other one, so it's it's almost the exact same thing, just uh, two different guys. So that'd be interesting. Uh, Fortnite. Uh, once again, Fortnite. Still haven't played it. We're back to Fortnite. Still, I've never played it once. We told you guys about how Two Milli uh, was suing Fortnite 
Backpack Kid and Carlton both separately have decided to sue uh, Fortnite as well. Uh, get their coins for their dance. Uh, Backpack Kid, obviously, we've seen how far that, that's gotten them. And this is pretty funny. Um, Fortnite actually invited him out to uh, one of their skirmish tournaments. Uh, and he was asked there about if he got any royalties for it. It was like you can see in his mind that like, like they just invited him there so that That's he wouldn't it. sue. That's it, yeah. And to keep him in their good graces. So very interesting to see that he's now suing them. Uh, the Carlton one is very interesting. Um, <laughs> the Carlton one is very interesting because Carlton stole the dance. Mm-hmm. He, and dance. he admitted it too. This is exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. exclusive. Whoa, 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 come here, come here, come here. Exclusive. Uh, Carlton actually admitted to stealing the dance um, from Courtney Cox in a Bruce Springsteen video um, called "Dancing in the Dark," and Eddie Murphy's "White Man Dance" in in the Raw special, the one where he's wearing the purple leather tights. Um, he said he took those two uh, dances and just kind of combined them and put his little bit of himself on it. Mm-hmm. And that's how he came up with it. So my thing is, if first of all, I went and looked up the dances. His is somewhat different. It, you can see where the the central core foundation of the dance came from. Mm-hmm. You can see the elements that he took. But I'd still say the Carlton dance is the Carlton dance. It is the Carlton dance. Like, it's not... You- it, it was it, popularized he added, as a result of him and mm-hmm. the style in which he did it. And, and did the he syndic- added extra steps as well. He, right? like the, when he does that part, that's that's not a part of anything that they did in the video. And even that alongside Tom Jones' song. like It's not unusual it to be loved with by it. one. It's, it's almost, it's iconic. Yeah. If you grew up with between the 80s till now, like you know, that's the Carlton dance. Mm-hmm. When they look at it on Fortnite, it's still the Carlton dance. Yep. But is he really legally allowed to sue for that? Does My he legally is, own people, it? Why would these people sue if they didn't feel like there were grounds for suing? You see what I'm saying? Like, these guys have trusted, like, especially Carlton. Who created. Definitely can afford it. A lawyer that is a trusted professional and knows the ins and outs. Who who gets the money for the Harlem Shake? Uh, where's the Harlem Shake? Well, I'm just oh, there's no Harlem Shake no. in there. Okay, I don't put Fortnite. Yeah. But like, what other dance moves are in there? Uh, the Backpack Kids, uh, the Millie Rock, the Shoot Dance. Um, who gets who gets money for the Shoot Dance? Uh, whoever created the Shoot Dance, I guess, should should be getting the money. But right. they changed the. That's the thing. Fortnite takes these dances, and if the person that was getting paid, that person that did the dances. Originally was getting paid. I feel like they would call it the name that it, it is instead of trying to change the name and act like they came up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, even the guy from Scrubs, um, the black guy, the bald, black bald guy, he, one of his dances are on there. The it was actually the default dance the of the game. Default dance. Like that's the dance that comes with the game if you whether you buy it or not. And so really? he's already expressed that he's not happy that it's in the game. And I'm, I'm guaranteed that probably after these stories grow a little bit more and he sees it, he is, he's probably going to jump on the train of suing as well. 
and um, Fortnite might be <laughs> might be forced to either just do normal things. You gotta come dances, up with new dances, man, or come up with some brand new dances for the culture. Mm-hmm. They have a unique opportunity where they can actually decide what are the new dances for the culture because. When kids see this, these dances on here, they emulate them. I've, I've done a much video dance uh, at a grade 5, grade 6, grade 7, grade 8 school. school dance. Oh, school wow. School dance. All four <laughs> dances. All, like, from the grade 1s straight up to grade 8s. Yeah, Fortnite yeah. dances. So it's like, they, they have a lot of influence on these kids. And um, if they're gentrifying these dances, obviously it's fucked up and can't go on. Well, yeah, if if they are benefiting off them, then the people that created them should benefit off them too. Yeah. It's simple yeah. as that. Simple as that. Simple give him the fucking money give for it, night. Carver, give Alfonso his money. I mean, he's still making mad money off the syndication, man. Like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is still going. Carlton's paid. The whole, f- like, mm-hmm. all of them are paid. Yep. So, I feel Backpack Kid deserves it. He deserves it. He don't. He don't. He's not paid. So just give him the money for it. He deserves it. Mm. There's a lot of people. You know what dance is not on there? What? Frick, I don't know. I've never watched it. I've yeah, never played it. <laughs> some dance hall dances is what they need mm, on there. They should have some daggering. Ooh. Just kill the opponent and, and start daggering. daggering. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> 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 oh man um, Thank you guys Tuning in another week I know you gotta go Norm uh, Comedy so. calls Comedy calls Stage is calling I gotta go Hit the gym Yes yeah. uh, I will muscle. be By the time this comes yeah, out I'll true. be in LA I'll be in LA By the time this comes out Oh you going to LA So Anthony? fuck all you niggas in the cold <sighs> I'll be doing Caption live In LA Tomorrow Thursday um, I do not have the address and shit now, but I will post that on my socials. If you're in LA, you want to s- come holler at the kid, come say what up, listen Ooh. to the podcast, come through. Yep. Um, I'm doing caption live, uh, meme game show where basically it's like a bunch of memes and captions and different improv games that we're going to be doing with that. And you guys, the audience would decide the winner. So, uh, come out and support. All my LA folks. Yeah. Cuz. Come the fuck out, cuz. And the battery died. Well, we want to thank you guys for yes. <laughs> listening to Extra Gravy. Once again, we talked until the freaking batteries died. Uh, That's how we do out here. Make man. sure you guys check out Norm this Saturday. Yeah, I'm doing Twilight. a show at Twilight for my Scarborough cats or anybody that wants to visit Scarborough for a reason. What time? Uh, I don't know. It's like 7, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. How much? West India, 9 o'clock. 10, 15 hours, I believe. Nice. Maybe even 20. I don't know exactly. I'm, okay. doing, I'm terrible at this. But Sweet. I don't know. I'm performing there at Twilight. Uh, if anybody wants... Here, this is what you do. The first two people to uh, to tweet or to... Uh, yeah, to tweet at uh, Extra Gravy and The Big Norm Show. At The Big Norm Show. I'll hook you guys up uh, with tickets to the show. Dope. First two people. Dope. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you guys uh, check us out on Instagram, Extra Gravy Show, Twitter, Extra Gravy Show, and hit us up on the email at the Extra Gravy Show at gmail.com. And uh, I'm Marlon. I'm Big Norm. And that was the Extra Gravy. Screw, screw. Just remember what goes around comes around. You don't got.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.